Hello everyone, welcome back to Frame Trap, where everyone's a winner. With us this week, we've got Bradley Ellis at the end. Hello. We got Kyle Bossman. Hi! Back from space. We've got Michael Huber, currently playing Hearthstone, finishing a match, very respectful. We've got Ian Hank rounding out the cast. This is the biggest cast we've ever had. And the reason we're doing this, we shot this right after Tabletop Escapades, and I was like, hey, let's have everyone be a part of it. Yeah. But you know how I love to start this show. With a death. That was Kyle's favorite way, sorry. With, uh, with what we've been playing. And uh, Kyle, you mentioned something that I just want to get to immediately. Okay. Uh, people always get mad when I don't introduce myself as well. So I'm Ben Moore, host of this show. Sorry, everyone. Uh, You're Ben Moore? I'm Ben Moore. Huh. Oh. Who did you think I was? I don't know. I just didn't know who Ben Moore was. Ah. Uh. I guess I never thought BM Ben is my alias. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which yeah. one is Chad? Chad? <laughs> Chad is like, have you ever woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat? Yeah. Every night, yeah. That's Chad. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> Kyle Bossman, what have you been playing? What have you been up to? It's been a while since you've been on this podcast. Yes. Uh, the one that we got to talk about is not a video game, but I do feel like it's something I played. I okay. did an escape room. Ooh. For those who are unfamiliar with an escape room, what is that? You get locked in a room with friends and maybe strangers. I was with a lot of strangers. Uh, oh. And you have to solve puzzles and clues to get out of it in real life. So you have to work with people you don't know in a very tense situation. Yeah. What was that like? Was everybody agreeable? So uh, my buddy from high school, like very close friends, he ended up going to Harvard. He's got a lot of lawyer friends. Harvard? Oh, man. Yeah. So we had 10 people. No, we had nine. We had nine people. Mm -hmm. Most of them are lawyers. And then it's just like, here's my dumb idiot friend from Los Angeles. Yeah, he's a comedian or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. He just does <laughs> video sure. game stuff on the internet. I'm not sure what he does. Yeah. Uh, so I was definitely the dumbest one in the room, which is, you know, that's rough. Uh, I've met some pretty dumb lawyers, though, to be fair. No, they were all cool. And the, all right, they all, right. all were super competitive about this, too. Mm. They love doing escape rooms. And this was like the That's seventh like one. Were they done. getting like super fresh? Wow. About like yeah, yeah. This yeah. just reminds me of the movie Hostel, where like you have those guys in suits that love hunting people for sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. it's more like that. It's not like they're super amped like that. Oh, okay, Brad. gotcha. It's just like th before I walked in, they're like, okay, we have some ground rules. If you see something, say something. Ground rules. If somebody, Strats. if somebody thinks he solved it, double check it. Don't let any mystery okay. go solved just by one person. Do this, you understand this? This sounds a little intense. I was, yeah, it was very, very intense. intense. It sounds very military strats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they want to solve okay. this thing. I mean, I can respect that. Yeah. So what sort of stuff did this escape room throw at you? Uh, so this one was based off of Zero Escape. Uh, so basically, games that I've never played before, to be honest. I'm sorry mm -hmm. about that, everybody. Uh, but, uh, you know, they had, like, characters and scenario based off of that. I have to ask, uh, would you happen to know which one it is? Was it the new one, Zero Time Dilemma? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's meant to promote Zero Time Dilemma. Gotcha. Absolutely. Cool. Um, so we all close our eyes, and you put one hand on the shoulder in front of you, and then you are led into the room with your eyes closed. So you don't even know what to expect. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to reveal. They're kind of, like, sensitive about spoilers. Okay. That's fair. Don't spoil it. Can you describe... Yeah. Uh, was it fun? Did you have a good time? It's so fun. <laughs> you know how I love context. You know how I love scenarios. Yes. And I'm just letting my imagination let me believe this is real. That's cool. And you're just in this, you have a ticking clock and you have to just pick up clues, solve little puzzles and... How long do you have? A half hour? You have uh, 90 minutes. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, There's a lot to do, a lot of steps. You were, I think you looked this up before the show. Is it is it still open and available to do it, around this area? Like it's still open. It okay. seems like you can, if you're in Los Angeles area, you can still try oh. this room. Highly recommend it. Uh, did, did you solve it? Yes, that was my next question. We did not solve it. Oh! Kyle Bossman. Harsh. How, we, do you know how far you got? Even with the yes. lawyer pros? A veteran team. We got extremely close. And without revealing too much, I'm very close to personally being responsible for the oh. only reason we failed. I was oh. just going to say that. Oh. Was it your fault? What's their record in the previous seven? <laughs> the team. What do you mean? Like how many of the seven that oh, they've done? They, they do like they win like 50-50. Okay. Okay. It's not so like they these get rooms them are hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're meant to be hard. But this one, honestly, I can reveal this. I don't want anyone else to make this mistake. Uh basically I was I don't want to ruin that. But anyway. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin anything. An envelope was plopped open, you know? Yeah. We tossed away the envelope, like, okay, that's that's that. Oh. So everything's a clue, don't 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 take anything for granted. There was a very important thing in that envelope, and we just oh. tossed it out. Oh, no. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take anything room. for granted. Plop open that envelope. Yeah. Give it a read. Uh, you know, now that you're you're describing this and, and how much you enjoyed it, I yeah. really think you'd be super into the, the Zero Escape games. The games because, themselves. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a bunch of that for 30 hours, uh, for the most part. What's the middle one? Virtue's last rule. Virtue's, nice, so it's, yeah. it's 999. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the same series? Yeah. Oh. So it's 999, uh, Virtue's Last Reward, and then Zero Time Dilemma is coming out next month, the end of the month. This is all very weird because on an easy update, Jason Wishnov, who also designed an escape room, cool. I thought now called like the AI, I think. It's in LA, I think. Uh, but he mentioned Zero or uh, Virtue's Last Reward as his favorite game. Mm. And I was like, okay, I got to try that. And then for no real reason, not knowing anything about that game really, I made a song about escape rooms, and then we found out that you went to escape room. Yeah. Like episode eight starts with an escape room song for no reason, and then you were like, oh, I went to escape room. Yeah, it's fun. I want to do more. The they're escape very, very room fun. zeitgeist wow. is strong. The only thing yeah. that I would be afraid of is, you know, when I'm playing a game and I can kind of take my time and approach it how I want to approach it, it's, it's really fun for me. I love solving, solving puzzles and challenges like that. I'd be worried if I was with you know, however many other strangers that I'd be stressed the whole time and that would ruin the experience for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'd hate walking out of that thing being like, oh man, I let everybody down. Mm. I much... definitely felt that. Did it, but did it, <laughs> I could also see it in a weird way adding to the experience. Like, it would make the success feel that much more momentous. Do you think, did you like the strangers being there? Yeah. Yes. They were cool people. Okay. Were any of them cute I young way, ladies? Way rather... Did you find love in the escape room? You Kyle? can't find love in an escape room. I think you could. Um, Although they know that relationships built on stressful situations... I would wear, I would love to do it with Easy Allies. Oh, yeah. I would much, much prefer that. <laughs> okay. So you don't feel bad about yelling at someone? Yeah, like we would scream at each other, and I could rely on all of you better. Mm. The only thing I'd be worried about doing it with you guys yeah. is I could Im- I could imagine some subterfuge, some sabotage, like somebody would be no. actively working against the other allies. No, no, dude, that'd be fun if an escape room was like if it was meant to be like. There's yeah. a mole. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that'd be cool. And there's someone cool. actively cans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if that thing is still open. I might seriously try to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. much was it? If you don't mind my asking, I feel bad. I have no idea. Lawyer friend? My lawyer friend just like bought the just ticket for me for and just paid for it. I think it's probably like three hundred dollars. I can check. I'll check while someone else is I'm just curious, like what? The, yeah, my guess is <laughs> they're like between sixty and hundred. Three hundred dollars. Yeah, eighty bucks. Uh, 
That's cool. It was very cool, man. I would, I absolutely recommend anything like that. You know, not even necessarily that room in particular, but if there's sure. one near you. Because I did one of those like haunted, during Halloween, mm-hmm. it was like a play thing. We did it together. Mm-hmm. That was pretty nuts. It wasn't mm-hmm. like an escape room, though. It was like a interactive play where you like yeah. led around this haunted house. That was that's cool. You're, uh, this isn't scary. Universal Studios at Halloween. Your your hype pitch for that made me really excited. I got to yeah. try it sometime. Oh boy! No, it's yeah. in Universal. They they do it right. So Universal's scary. cool because they have all the properties and uh, the production value. At it's Universal through the roof. Is it's through, through the, the roof. roof. Knott's is cool because it's like down and dirty, like grimy. <laughs> I, like dude, that. Boy, I like that. Dude in chainsaws walking around, people just coming up to you screaming, like monsters hiding in bushes. Dudes have like knee pads and they'll come and they'll slide right next to you out of nowhere and like sparks will fly. It's just cool to believe in that <laughs> stuff in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, $35. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, Holy yeah. cow. Wow. Yeah. Steel. Well, I don't, I don't want to like monopolize anything, but. You saying believe in that stuff in real life? Yeah. Something happened last night that I need to talk about. Whoa. Oh, whoa. This okay. Is, I like this. This is this is a for real story, not BSing at all. We were playing this game called Fishbowl. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's like where everyone, so like there were nine of us, so it was a little much. But everyone writes down three phrases or whatever on a piece of paper. Like, so like, we are, some of ours were like squiggles. And then one, I wrote Act Two of Jurassic Park. Like, it's all kinds of weird stuff, right? And then someone wrote, Jason Wishnov actually was there, and AJ Locasio. Uh, and so and so the first round, you pass the bowl around, and you have to, you can say, it's like catchphrase, you can say out loud clues to try to get people to guess these words, right? Mm-hmm. Second round is charades, third round is sounds, but using all the same clues, it gets crazy. But uh, anyway, the crazy thing that happened was, uh, this other guy was reading out, and it was a number, right? So they were like, okay, uh, it's a number. Um, and someone, AJ was like, one. And he's like, all right, that's the first part. It's, a f- it's four numbers, four numbers long. And then AJ, I do not, I'm not kidding, just goes 1856 out of nowhere. And then the guy was like, yeah, okay, because he assumed that AJ had written that number. Yeah. But Jason Wishnov had written that number, and AJ had not seen it. He just plucked 1856 out of the air for real. Every single one of us was like, wait, did that just happen? And like, we were all freaking out for like 10 minutes. It was so weird. Anyway, no one cares. No, I care, AJ Lucas, he's it's a telepath. crazy. Yeah, he's telepath. a psychic. X-Men. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. terrifying and amazing. Jean Grey. Yeah, he's going to Phoenix and kill everyone. We have to stop him. Professor Lucasio. Professor uh, Besides escape rooms, has uh, anything been keeping you occupied in the video game world? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely loving Dark Souls 3. Definitely uh, have finished Uncharted 4 and love that big time. But what I want to use this opportunity for, Ben, okay. is to talk about Tearaway Ooh. Unfolded. Ooh. I love you. Uh, because I got that for $8 last month. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's a, that's a ridiculous deal. And... That's the PS4 one, right? Yeah. Re-release. It turns out like this is the PS4 game that I've been wanting for a long time. What do you it's, mean by that? It's a 3D platformer, and it's got like huge environments that I did not expect. Yeah. And I'm actually way into all of the creativity elements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm way into it. They're just like, hey, our scarecrow needs a face, and I'm like, okay, yes, <laughs> let me give you that face. And you also recorded Scream. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, uh, what would a scary scarecrow sound like? And I went, 
Because, like, it cut off my... You can't scream for yeah. too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, like, every time I, anything makes a scary noise in the game, it just goes... <laughs> it's that one's really, new, I think. That's new yeah. from the Vita version. Yeah. I beat the Vita version. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah that's awesome. that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you use the PlayStation camera? You can. You can, yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Does it put your face in the sun if you don't? I didn't try it. I didn't oh. try it. Oh. Oh. Having your face in the sun. It's so jolly. Do you want my face in the sun? Have you beaten it? No, I'm only uh, like halfway through. There, I, w- I don't want to spoil this then, but like there are parts where you make a thing earlier and then it shows up later in a cool way and yeah. you're just like, oh, that's my thought. Stuff like that keeps happening real piece by piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. So is, is the... um. The bay, the bay area. Do like, uh, do you get a paper airplane in the Vita version? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Just when that happens, when I'm starting to fly and I can fly to any point in this huge open environment, you're free. It's so crazy. You're free. Yeah, not it's your Mario sure 64 moment. That game, that airplane has better barrel rolls than Star Fox Zero. Whoa, <laughs> those barrel rolls feel good. Dang. And they don't in Star Fox Zero. I haven't played Star Fox Zero. Not Weak barrel rolls. Uh, one of the things that I really like about Tearaway and how it inserts your creativity is I feel like a lot of games where you sort of, it relies on player creations, it does it too much to the point where it doesn't really feel like there's anything underneath. But what I love about Terraway is it still feels like a world. It still mm. feels like you're exploring this mysterious place, yeah. but you get to like tweak it just enough that it's really, really cool. Um, what Jolly. has been sort of, it, it was the Scarecrow thing sort of your favorite create-a-thing moment? Oh, it was the tattoo. So tell me about the tattoo. Uh, there's there's a really intense bar. If you want to get into this bar, you need to have the tattoo. That's cool. And so I got to design the tattoo. Mm-hmm. And then like my character has that tattoo just on her for the rest of the game. What did you design? Um, it was... Gosh, I forget. It's like scary. It's definitely scary. I made, made it to look scary. Um, but I like it's definitely like angular. Like you just kind of like cut out pieces from construction paper. Mm-hmm. Is how it works, everybody, with the mm-hmm. touchpad. I don't actually remember that one. I remember earlier on, like, there's little warrior princess squirrel. And for that one, I made... She's like, hey, how? we just won this battle. How can we commemorate this battle? Oh, I know. Give me a new pin. And so I made it, like, the skull of the square boxes. Mm. You know, because all enemies are just these little cubes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I made it this cool, like, cyclops skull. That's cool. And then she wears that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's, to me, that was so cool. And, like, you make the crown for the Squirrel King, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's, so like, the first good. one. Yeah, and you, like the first thing You see do. that photo up here throughout, like... It's so good. It so is really, really good. The game is phenomenal, and it's just yeah. such good vibes. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. one of the best vibes games I've ever played. I feel mm-hmm. like because... I hate saying this, but I feel like because it initially came out on the Vita, it didn't get the buzz that something like a Little Big Planet got, but to me, I, I think it's better oh, yeah. than Little Big Planet. Like, I enjoyed 100%. my time with it more. 100%. It's... N- Non-questionably better than Little Big Planet, yeah. Yep. Uh, the I so I've played. I've only played it on PS4. I haven't yeah. played it on Vita. Okay. But the thing that uh, got to me a little bit, and maybe I'm just bad, is I thought it was a little tough drawing with the PS4 touchpad. Like I just oh, there'd yeah. be a lot of times where I'd be like, okay, no, that's not that's not what I want. Did you struggle with that as well? I got. Uh, I learned to accept the sloppiness. Okay, you did you embrace it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Like when it, like I made a sword and shield icon for like you know a flag, and mm-hmm. it's just like that sword sucks, but like it's kind of part of the whole thing. It's it kind of charm. Yeah. It's part of the charm. It, the, absolutely. The one thing I, I played the demo on PS4. I downloaded that, and I missed, because on the Vita it was really cool because there were mechanics where you mm-hmm. drum on the back and then things come up, and then also you could push your finger in. Through the game, so real. Yeah. And when that looked, happened, it was like yeah, this is freaky. Real. And you can like, I mean, it's just an in-game model, but it looks really real. And yeah. you can set like 
you know, try to approximate your skin tone so it feels right, you know? But, like, the cool thing is there were parts where it used the rear camera on the Vita to put the real world behind. So it actually looked, you could see the real world in holes that you broke into the game. Oh, wow. It was intense. And, like, using the front camera to see yourself and Mm -hmm. stuff, like... It, it just showed you actively in the sun sometimes. Like, not I think it wasn't a photo. It was a video feed. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. there's, like, an em- emotional moment where I'm just, like, beaming, like, smiling. And then I yeah. see myself in the sun just, like, smiling down on everything. It was, oh, God. That Context. Game. That game yeah. is so cool. Uh, so you mentioned that you haven't finished Tearaway yet. And I kind of have a weird question for you. Yeah. I, I had a, so I recently played through Doom, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But the way that I enjoyed playing Doom is I didn't just, like, sit there and play it through in two or three sessions like I normally do with games of that length. I would just play a mission or at most two missions. It would be really intense. It would be really fun and be like, okay, that was awesome. I'm going to step away and, like, let that settle for a little bit. How did you play Tearaway? Did you did you play it a lot at once or just a little short burst? Uh, mostly the way I play games is I got my docket, but sometimes things can get bumped. And so what happened was I was definitely playing that game hardcore. It got bumped for Dark Souls. Then Dark Souls got bumped by Uncharted. <laughs> so now I'm done with Uncharted, I'm back to Dark Souls. And then once I'm done with Dark Souls, I'll get back down to poor Tearaway. Gotcha. When you when you bump games like that, do you ever yeah. do you ever return and it feels too foreign, like you've been gone too long? No. No, no, no. I'm ready. Mm. I'm ready to hop back in. Okay. I don't okay. think I've had that happen. Nice. Uh, so... I'm so glad you brought up Terraway. I was not expecting it. It's a very cool game. It's a very mm-hmm. cool so game. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does this, now that you're playing Terraway and you're so enthusiastic about it, does it make you more excited for dreams? Yes. Cool. Uh, a lot, this is super rude, but I feel like Little Big Planet, in a lot of ways, is not a competent performer. Platformer, I mean. Yeah. And uh, this gives me some confidence in that team. They it made, feels good. Did they make yeah. Little Big Planet as well? Yeah. 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 One and two. I, I did not yeah. like Little Big Planet. The like Z axis stuff where you had to like go back and f- it was it's just, just so not, sloppy. It was clunky as heck. And yeah. jumping is clunky. Yeah, and, it yeah. was a clunky game. Donkey Kong does that Z axis right. Yeah, <laughs> DK kind of does. Anyway, Tearaway, good stuff. Tearaway, great game. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about? I figure we'll get to the other stuff. Okay. All right. We'll see. Bradley Ellis, what do you got for hmm. me this week? I've been doing cleanup. Okay. What so, does that mean? I got the plat in Dark Souls 3. Congratulations. Took a long time. Well, you did? I did. You're, You're the only ally about with the plat. Like I you did. never would. Oh, I did it. Oh. <laughs> how long? Did, how many hours did it take you totally? Like, if you had to guess. 60 something. Like, that's, that's not bad. bad. No, that's not bad, but just the act of doing it at the end sure. was real grindy. That speaks to your character, though, because we were talking about that earlier today, and you never mentioned that you got it. Yeah. You were like, oh, yeah, it's it's bad to get it. <laughs> uh, it's pain in the ass. Yeah, and we we're like, oh, you got it. But so it feels Brad, good, man. You, you you said that it's a pain in the ass. What made it such a struggle? There's certain spells and items you can only get by being certain ranks and covenants. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these covenants require you to get 10 items of something or 30 items of something. And some items you can only get by being summoned into another world, like the Dark Moon Blade, or going into another world invading or having enemies kind of drop it. Mm-hmm. Now... The problem with that is sometimes the summons would take a very long time to get oh into. I, I guess there was like network issues or something going on, whatever. But like for instance, I would be in the Dark Moon Covenant hoping to get summoned so I can get these uh, items for I need to rank up. And I would go past an hour at least sometimes, which is like kind of a bummer 
when you need it's not a big deal when you need like five i guess but when you need 30 yeah it's a real problem and you're just hanging out waiting for somebody to call yeah you? there is npcs you can grind uh-huh. there's these npcs you can grind but the drop rate is abysmal do you have the avarice oh i have everything are you talking specifically about the pale tongues no okay it's like old wild quests yeah it, <laughs> oh my god dude it took legit like five hours or more to get just get those 30 drops Jeez. and when you're killing the same like two three guys over and over oh and god. over oh and over it really gets to you absolutely uh that was something that was nice about the bloodborne platinum is you know you had to do like get every weapon in the game you really have to mm-hmm. hunt for it and sometimes they're difficult to find but it wasn't there wasn't a lot of repetition with it. Like, Not as much. I mean, some Chalice Dungeon stuff you had to grind for, I guess, or whatever. But it, it wasn't bad. I, I, I always felt like when I was progressing toward a trophy, I, there was some momentum mm-hmm. to it. Sure, I, yeah. I, it I have, wasn't what you were describing. I have a question. Because uh, I know that some of the Covenant Rings you can get in New Game Plus. Correct. You need all of their New Game Plus, plus one and plus two. Whoa. You need every single version of every ring. Oh, Good lord. God, Brad. Yeah. That's oh. that's a little. You have much. to beat it three yeah. times, also. That's but you have to much. like be planning your first two times. Then yeah? the first time I did not plan at all. Oh, yeah. I think I think this is a mark of honor, Brad. Like you know, the, yeah. the Bloodborne Platinum is nothing compared to this. It should be like this. Should be another tier of Platinum. Well, Brad's I, humble and won't say it, so I'll say it for him. He has a Platinum in all the Souls games. I had to all finish the fight, dude. Yeah, he had to finish. Can't just not let that one go. <laughs> Even but, Demon Souls. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're right. The, you weird, the weird thing is with with Bloodborne, it's like that Platinum is like that's all stuff I I did anyway like right. i got that platinum because i was like oh i only have to do one more it's thing. the best it's the best bloodborne is like see the whole game yeah get the platinum. they're like yeah. just do yeah. everything and you're like all right yeah i mean yeah. to be fair though bloodborne is a smaller game than this yeah dark souls 3 is a pretty large game uh so now that you've gotten the platinum for dark souls 3 has that kind of cooled you off on it a little bit not just saying that you like it any less i'm just saying are you like ready to put it back on the shelf oh uh, yeah I mean, once in a while, I'll get like a little craving. Sure. Where I'm like, oh, I just want to use a longsword real quick. Yeah. Some dude and stuff back out right. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. But uh, I moved on Uncharted. Tell me about Uncharted. What, what? what is the Brad Ellis take on Uncharted? I love 4? Uncharted. Okay. It was my favorite Uncharted by far. What do you think makes it so much better? I think, for, like, Michael Huber knows this about me. Environments are a big deal to me in video games. I didn't know that, actually. So, this the environments in these games, I don't want to spoil what. They are or anything like that for anyone, but these are like, these are Brad environments, big time. Whoa. Like, haunted gothic castles are big time, like haunted mansions, mm-hmm. and I love some of these environments in this Uncharted game. Definitely. Incredible. What has been your favorite environment in the game so far, if you, if it's not too spoilery? Is, is that cutting the line? Well, I would it's rather, I would rather not what say what it is, because it was cool, it was a surprise to me when I got to it. Okay, okay cool. Okay. But I've also been playing Doom. Oh like yeah, PC. yeah. I so I'm thrilled to talk about Doom. I could gush about that game. Yeah, should we just hold it off for? To talk no, about go that? for it. Unleash the. I'm beast, not man. super far in Doom. Okay. I'm like maybe three hours in. Yeah. But I'm having a blast playing this game right now. Are you surprised at how much fun you're having? Kind of. Why? I just I don't is? know. I just didn't expect it to be so good. Like so up my alley. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just like all the internet poo-pooing on it for so long, you know? Yeah. The internet sucks. Yeah, I guess it like gave me a kind of a bad impression. I was like, ah, it's probably just me okay. But I'm very surprised at how fun this game is. Mm-hmm. It gives me that perfect feeling of the old Doom that I love. Yeah. Um, what I what I love about Doom, if I had to like crystallize it in one thought, 
it makes me realize that so many shooters are passive nowadays. And every time I try to play Doom the way that I play other shooters, even something like, like a Halo, you you have to play so passively in a lot of instances mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I've got to aim down sights, I've got to get behind this thing, I've got to hunker down, and it's like, you know, I'm playing whack-a-mole. I've just got to peck these things off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot do that in Doom. If you stand still, you will die, and I love that. It's like... You every they love cramming you in arenas and reviews complained about that for some reason but I think they're actually really mm-hmm. great because you have to familiarize yourself with the arena. Environment, okay. yeah. That ledge, that ledge is going to be useful. That power up, I need to use that power up at exactly the right moment. Okay, there's health over there. I'm going to save that for later. And so I feel like I I'm not just thinking about my accuracy. I'm not just thinking about the gun I use. I'm using the environment. I'm like every single minute I'm paying attention to what I'm fighting and how I'm going to fight it. And it's just the the speed mm-hmm. at which oh you have God. to like have to function at like there'd be moments where I would finish a fight and I'd be like okay no I have to like get up walk get a drink or something it's so intense and that that intensity is missing not just from a lot of contemporary shooters but a lot of games yeah I, like. I get an odd sense of satisfaction after any encounter in that game you feel like you earned it kind of you know yeah because you really have to be on your toes and I really like twitchy shooters kind of like that mm-hmm. oh man it's so good. Absolutely. Ben, that's why I was super bummed Quantum Break got laid to the wayside. Yeah. Because so many, nearly all <laughs> third-person shooters are cover-based, hunker down. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Quantum Break was like, no, move, move, move. I love that about Quantum Break. Go, yeah. go, use your powers, use the weapons. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. There is a fluidity to Quantum Break mm-hmm. that I don't think uh, gets enough credit. Yeah. But, uh, so, I don't, have you guys played the Serious Sam games? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So, I, I like the Serious Sam games. <laughs> I think they're really, really good. But... Why I think I like Doom more than something like Serious Sam is I feel like, in a lot of ways, Serious Sam is strictly a throwback. It is like, all right, this is going to play and feel like an early, mid-90s shooter. Whereas Doom is definitely very evocative of that, but there are some things that I think are really, really smart and really, really modern that didn't exist in those older games. Mm -hmm. And I think like a good example is the Chainsaw. So... In the older Doom games, the chainsaw, you would get an unlimited amount of fuel, and it was just another weapon that you could use. Here, your fuel is limited, and it's represented by these bars, and you can insta-kill like pretty much anything with the chainsaw, but the bigger the demon, the more fuel mm-hmm. you have to use. However, if you kill something with the chainsaw, you get a ton of ammo and health back. And so it's, it's one of those things that you have to think about. It's like, okay, do I use the chainsaw here? And get a little bit of ammo back, or should I save it for a big guy? And it's just this layer of strategy and this layer of nuance, like, mixed with that old-school style that's so, so, so Mm. cool. I feel like the game encourages you to to switch weapons a lot. Yeah, you're totally right. Yes. Which I really like. Mm Because, like, you'll run out of ammo pretty fast, you know? Yeah, do you you feel like, uh, I felt this way, where you, there wasn't a weapon where you're like, oh, this isn't very good, I don't like it, so I'm not going to use it. I pretty much felt like I was using my entire arsenal for most of the game. Yeah, every weapon I've gotten, I really like and I use Mm -hmm. all the time, which is awesome. Pistols throw away. So the pistol I think is good as it gets like the trash, like possessed guys, you don't want to waste ammo on them. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I used it. I usually like pistols in games. I like pistols Man, in Resident Evil pistol. a lot. Heck yeah. Yeah, oh my God. got good pistols. I love the Heck pistol. Yeah. I was upgrading my Distobe. <laughs> What's that? The Distobe is called or whatever. Goldeneye. Oh, sure, like sure, Silver sure. ones. What is that? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. DD? DD. Four, do, do, I, don't know, I, still I don't remember. Know, I still don't know how to say it 20 years later. Uh, so, Kyle and, and Ian, you guys haven't played Doom yet. Uh, you've, you've watched some and you've watched some. 
is there do you think you'll play Doom? No. Okay. I have to ask why. Doom is not my vibes. We were talking about the good vibes of Tearaway Unfolded. That's <laughs> sure. your Kyle game right there. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Doom's just that clashes with my mind. Like, it, like it's freaky. When you say yeah. you don't like the vibes, is it is it too aggressive? Is it too intense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's that. It's like uh, I don't get as much enjoyment of like ripping a gut of the enemy skulls open. It's I think. sure. It's like death, just like death metal blasting in your ear the yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us. That death metal, like ripping a guy apart, feeds a certain side of oh, me. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Just I'm needs to, that. yeah. It needs to be fed sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know? Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Hubert. Hubert. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you yeah. never Ian, answered. Ian, Ian, Ian. Oh, yeah, Ian didn't oh, answer. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're no. right. Ben, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Like, the more I hear you guys talk about it, the less likely I feel like I'm going to play it. Because it's just, I don't know. Like, I just don't need it. Okay. What do you mean you don't need it? It's just not not your bag? Yeah. It's on your bag, man. Okay. When you do something on the weekend all the time anyway, it's just like... Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Slang. But oh, like, I got it. Uh, I don't know. Because I, I, Omar was playing it next to me on his computer. Our computers are next to each other. Uh, for you know a few hours the other day. And like I noticed that throughout the entirety, the entirety of his playthrough... Uh, I, I wish I could remember exactly how it goes. I kind of liked it. This game is very bass heavy. Like the music is very bass heavy. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack's great. But the mm-hmm. spaceship constantly like, it's not because mm, that's Blade Runner. But like it, it does like a, a weird like two bass thing consistently throughout the whole thing. Like every like thirty seconds, a whole game. It was very interesting. But um, hmm. yeah, I don't know. It seems I don't know. I saw the look of it. It, it seems very like old Bioshock like a voice tells you to do something and then you go and do it like which I, I love Bioshock but like I've done that so I don't know uh, the only counter like argument I have there is is, is just, yeah. in Bioshock like voices are talking to you all the time I feel like in Doom they're talking to you very rarely yeah mm-hmm. um, maybe it was so just, it I, not, I mostly heard the intro so maybe it was yeah. just like mostly setup stuff um, I will say I don't I don't think like the research station that you're at in Mars I think outside when you're, you're actually exploring the planet that's pretty cool I don't think the research station itself is all that great. I love the design of hell. I think they they nailed it. Um, it's really cool. And that's that's a little later on. Huber, I have a question for you. As the man hmm. who reviewed Doom, hmm. uh, what was it like reviewing a game that you know we haven't seen since since two thousand four and has like this legacy of oh man, it put first person shooters on the map, you know, and it has these really dedicated hardcore fans. Did any of that enter your mind when you were reviewing it? Yeah, I mean it. <laughs> a reboot so i expected some like doom dna in there you know i expected a really good shotgun i expected some cyber demons and some bfgs but new completely new team like i'm sure a lot of the id guys worked on other dooms but like Mm -hmm. carmack is gone romero's gone like new era new new vibe new everything Mm -hmm. so i just went in like i usually do just open mind fresh um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but... So this game obviously had a lot of development trouble. Um, we heard about it way, 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 way before it came out. Uh, they had eight. Yeah, so they had wow. a Doom game, like, very, very far along that was more Call of Duty-esque. Mm-hmm. You could aim down sights. Uh, the Doom guy looked more like a soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and they threw it away. They said, this yeah. isn't Doom. And so they kind of went back to the drawing board and they said... 
All right, what makes it Doom game? And I just, I have so much I respect, respect for that. Very, yeah. cool. It's a very Blizzard thing to do. The game yeah. honestly feels like, because I went back a year or two ago. I played Doom like every year. So I went back like a year or two ago, and just like for a couple levels or whatever, but a year or two ago I played through the entire Doom 3 box set, yeah. BFG with one, two, I think I remember three. you doing that. Yeah. Does BFG have Whole, Final Doom? Yes. Okay. Sorry. holds up mm-hmm. so well <laughs> and remembering that and then playing doom now it's like if you go and you play the old doom one and two just like for a level or two it's honestly this new game feels like that uprest really like pacing just feel distancing of enemies and just environment and tone and everything it's like they just up-res the game, and it's doomed. It like feels key, so good. Are there, like, key cards and stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, key, key cards, yeah. skulls. And the sec- that, See, now him saying that <laughs> makes me want to play it. <laughs> oh, the, uh, it's a little faster. The the thing that I think is, like, honestly not getting enough attention and should really be praised to the high heavens is the secrets. Mm-hmm. There are so many secrets in that game. and Sweet. Like, you can extend your playtime five to ten hours if you just go after those secrets, and... Like, getting the secrets is cool because I think the upgrade system is actually really good and will help you out, but the act of finding the secrets themselves is satisfying enough. Like, the way that they're hidden, the things that they make you do, how they make you think, is so, so, so cool. There was this damn door (laughs) that I could not get open. Like, 25 minutes trying to get in this room, could not do it, looking on my map, had the, found the map uh, download thing, because there's, like, stations in the level where you can download the entire map mm-hmm. of the level. Like Super uh, Metroid. Yeah, yeah. so I okay. found that. That's cool. Looking at all of the ways to get in this room. Could not do it. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I've, if I just go forward, like, it'll open up a way to come back. Get all the way to the end of the level. I'm like, no, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm getting in this door. Mm-hmm. Spent another 20 minutes. Looked <laughs> everywhere. Couldn't get in. Uh, didn't find it. Damn. Didn't get in the door. That's the end of the story? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Couldn't get in. Yeah, couldn't get in that door. Is there I actually found... a door that you can get into? Yeah. There was like stuff know? in there. Oh. It was like red locked. Yeah, they taught there's... you sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Um, like I found so many secrets in the game, but that one was... You can you can upgrade your suit to where it will reveal secrets on the map, mm-hmm. and you'd Whoa. be like, oh, you'd think that would ruin the surprise. Not at all. Yeah. Knowing where the secrets are does very, very little for yeah, you. Yeah, it's how to get the secret. to get them oh, is wow. uh, so circuitous and complex. Uh, yeah, you were you were mentioning, Huber, how this felt like the original Doom up-res. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is probably not true, but I think it's cool that it feels this way. It's like... I, I got the sense when I finished the game, I'm like, this is what Carmack and Romero would have made mm-hmm. if they made the Doom today instead of in you know, 1993. Mm-hmm. How many hours is long is it? So it depends. If you just crit path it, I don't care, boom, 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 and on a relatively low difficulty, you can do it in eight, eight and a half hours. Okay. Um, higher difficulties, and if you explore around a little bit, you're probably looking at 10 and a half, 11. If you really dig in, you're looking at 15, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, and the difficulty settings, I think, are excellent. Yeah. Like, I finished. I did my first playthrough on Hurt Me Plenty, and I did a stream on Ultraviolence. I was like, "This is fine." I, I had no problem with the game on Hurt Me Plenty. It is nuts. Holy cow! Like <laughs> the game will rip you to shreds. Is that just one apart, or is it more than? It's one, one apart. apart. Oh wow! Yeah, I think only a few people in the world have beaten it on the absolute Ooh, are you serious? Ultra Nightmare. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. There's a video some guy posts. He's like, like world first Ultra Nightmare. And it's like, cool. Wow, that's Jeez. pretty sick. That must feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Speedrunning, man. It's a fascinating community. Um, Love it. Doom. Brad, anything besides Doom? Uh, that I was playing? Yeah. Yeah, I was Uncharted and Dark Souls. I'm yeah, playing yeah. that. I just, I like, I just finished Dark Souls like two days ago. Gotcha. And I haven't had time to play anything else yet. Sure. Michael Huber. So How you doing, man? Good. Um, Perennial frame trap guest. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mine's a little boring because I reviewed Uncharted and Doom, so that's really the only games I've been playing for... Uh, we've played Army of Two, two I guess. Yeah, Army stream, of Two, Devil's streaming, Cartel. Streaming, of course. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say a TV show, if that's fine by you. This is Frame Trap. Frame Trap, baby. Cool. Um, well, there's two, actually. Two, two TV shows. I want to start one with uh, Batman. The... Um, Animated series? Yeah, I have Whoa, those. Just, I just have those next to my my blue my DVD player, Blu-ray player, and I just play them like every once in a while. I get the itch. Yeah, it's sure. hard. It's hard for me though to to watch that show because I always want to start at episode one and watch the entire four box sets just straight. It's hard to just like pick a random episode. Mm-hmm. But the trailer came out for the remasters Ooh. of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. So I was like, dude, Craven Batman, like, I'm just throw on an episode. So I watched, and then I think we were talking about it a little while ago. Uh, this villain in that show that has like never appeared anywhere else, Kyodai. Kyodai. Kyodai, okay. He's in two episodes. Whoa. First episode is Mark of the Ninja, or Rise of the Ninja. And Kyodai was a martial artist in Japan. And Bruce Wayne also was taught by their instructor. So they were like, they both were, were taught by this, uh, this Japanese instructor. And Kyodai was sketch. He used his abilities to steal and was like a bad ninja. So uh, Bruce Wayne like stops him in the act of uh, stealing like this, this sacred scroll or whatever. So he goes like years later, it's like this epic flashback. Years later, he goes to Gotham to like, stop batman and the reason i love these episodes so much well one they're in japan which is awesome it's like batman in japan mm-hmm. come on the dream such a cool tone uh the reason i love it is because they know who each other are because of the fighting style Ooh. so what like when batman goes to fight kyodai at first he immediately knows that it's bruce wayne because of the fighting style wow uh just and, and it, it means no, nothing to Kyodai. He would never be like, hey, Bruce Wayne's Batman. Like, he doesn't care. He's like an honorable warrior. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes back like 20 episodes later, and it, he's just in those two episodes. And uh, there's just, it's super good payoff. Really dark. Like, he goes and tries to find this scroll of uh, ancient technique that can kill someone by, like, touching three points or, like, five points on them. Yeah. So Batman, like fights him in japan and super cool were they league of shadows or was it just nope he was on his own okay. renegade thief ninja can i ask one more batman question yeah okay so speaking of villains that aren't in a lot clock king clock king is he only in one episode he he's in two or three i think i think he comes back in like new adventures also oh, okay like gotcha do a couple years clock later king? Clock, clock king, king. Oh, clock. tell us about clock king i have to know He's just obsessed with time mm-hmm. and like okay. all his. He's kind of a gimmick character, sure. But he's cool because he like will set up a trap based on time for Batman. And I always like when you know, like Riddler style has cool yeah, yeah. riddles, cool, uh, cool, cool uh, yeah. place where they do it too. Really yeah. cool. Match. Um, like fight in a giant clock tower. Yeah. 
I don't know if, if this happened to you, and I'm curious if it did. When I was a kid, so I watched most of Batman the Anime Series mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and it always made me feel different than other TV shows oh, did. Yeah. Uh, oh, different yeah. Different than, like, Spider-Man or <laughs> X-Men or Pokemon or Digimon, all the, all the mm-hmm. things I liked as a kid. Because something would happen, and it would be so dark, yeah. and it would just stick with me, and that's not how other... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call Batman a children's television show, yeah. but, it, you know, it, it was on those networks. And, uh, like, the Ra's al Ghul stuff yes. really, really, really stuck with me. I still think about it sometimes. Uh, and it's weird as an adult going mm-hmm. back and watching that stuff and realizing the craft of it and realizing mm-hmm. the storytelling, yeah. realizing the depth and the themes that they're talking about. Um, is that what makes the animated series special to you? The writing, 100%. Yeah. It's always the unsung hero of any movie or a lot of, like, not, not games. Games are different because it's, like, gameplay and stuff, but... For, like, movies and television and TV shows, writing is such a huge part. Because the acting and everything can be as good, but that's why you see such phenomenal actors in bad movies sometimes. Or saying bad, like, why are they acting so bad? Why is this amazing actor, like, acting so poorly? It's like, Mm -hmm. you can only do so much with what you're given. Mm -hmm. And the Batman writing is just phenomenal. It won, like, Emmys and everything. With, uh, and they're always pushing the boundaries. Like you said, it was so dark. Mm -hmm. Kyodai... Spoilers, I'm sorry. Kyodai, they wanted that ending to be very definitive, mm-hmm. but it was too graphic and too intense. So he was for, like Tim Sale, I think, wrote that one. He had to make it more ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So Did you listen like, to the commentary or something? I have listened to the commentary, yeah. Cool. Like, it's a, like the, the, the pilot episode has the best commentary. Wow. It's Man Bat. It's, yeah. yeah. it's one of the only episodes. Yeah. There's like blood and stuff. Yeah. It. It is it the most intense. dark and violent episode by far. Like, I and watched that violent. recently and I was like, yeah. whoa! The, the, <laughs> the lighting and the shadows in that is absolutely insane. It yeah. is crazy good. That episode rules. Have <laughs> you pre-ordered the remastered editions? No, yeah, no. Okay. Remastered editions yeah. of the game or of the animated the series? Game, the game. Oh, oh. Asylum and City. Uh, this is... This is kind of a shitty question, so bear with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware that it's a shitty question, but I, uh, I'm curious because oh, no. you're, you're an avid go. Batman I know it's coming. consumer. If you had to pin down your favorite representation of Batman, whether oh. it's the animated oh. series... Oh, per- animated series. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is the number one above yeah. everything else. Animated series, because I grew up with it, first of all. Sure. Um, it holds up. I've been watching it. Consistently for my entire life, and it will never get old. Um, and what they did with some of those villains, you know, they invented Harley Quinn, they made Clayface and Mr. Freeze more than comical villains, novelty villains. Mm-hmm. They gave them meaning and purpose and like tragic tales. Like Clayface, yeah. Clayface and Mr. Freeze were always super ah, comical, and like that show took it to the next level. And that aesthetic, dude. Yeah. It's, it's so good. The best. It's so on point. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, the music. The music, the, music, yeah. the, the art. Uh, and that's voice those, acting is uh, top tier. That's why those games, that's why Asylum and City specifically, like, I love Arkham Knight, but it doesn't have Paul Dini, which was the creator of the animated series and he wrote Asylum and City. Arkham Knight didn't have him on and I think that game suffered for it. They should have paid him. Paid they the should have paid him. Because those yeah. games are like an extension. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go into those games, treating it as a sequel to the entire Batman animated series of, like, all those times Batman has encountered those villains, mm-hmm. 
It is the culmination. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. So, something that I think oh. makes Paul Dini really, really special, and a lot of a lot of creators fail at. And I understand this feeling. I'm sympathetic towards it. I feel like a lot of times when people get a property like Batman or something that's similarly revered, their 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 first question is, okay, how do we live up to this? Okay, we're going to include the Joker. How are we going to honor the Joker? And it's just. There's that weight of reverence, and I think what's so cool about Paul Dini is I never get the sense that he's, like, trying to shape a story around that. Like, the story yeah. comes first, and he sort of fills everything in. Yeah. It's like he's he's making those characters what they need mm-hmm. to be, and the rest is just whatever. Yes. Um, Arkham City... more often. Arkham City has my favorite moment in Batman history. Absolute favorite. Lay it on us. It's the end of the game. Can I spell uh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, what is Did you say Asylum? I'll hold City. my hand up. City. City. I think it's fine. Okay. Like, spoiler warning. Yeah, minimize, you have a, two seconds to minimize or click Batman and Arkham City spoilers incoming. Yeah. We'll put our hands down. I'll put my hand down when the spoiler's over. When you realize that Joker was, cl- that that version of Joker was Clayface, and Batman asks him, why? Like, why, Carlo? Why? And he says, for the role of a lifetime. Whoa. Because he's an actor, because he's Clayface for the craft. Mm-hmm. Ch- chills, chills, chills. <laughs> I just when that happened, I just was like weeping of joy. It was so awesome. I am so That's glad. Good. Is that the end of the spoiler? Yeah. 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 Are spoiler. you are you excited for the animated Killing Joke? Yeah. I'm of pretty course. excited. Yeah, because that yeah. is that rated R. Yeah, the, rated <laughs> R, which is crazy. That's Mark mm-hmm. Hamill, and is it is it animated series Batman yep. or yep, what? Yep, it is. Kevin yeah. Conroy, yes, that's cool. Yeah. When is that coming out? Nebulous. They, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, probably it's like October. Unsure, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. This year, I think. Yeah. Huber, I'm so glad you brought up Batman the Animated Series. Your enthusiasm, it's infectious, <laughs> man. Uh, anything other than the animated series that you want to hit us with today? I'm just gonna end there, man. You yeah. said you had two yeah. shows. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, n- I'm ne- sorry. No, I didn't mean no, no, to drag it out. No, here. it's super good though. It's super good. Uh, Night Manager. Oh, is that good? Night Manager. I don't know what that is. Explain it to the audience. Six part only, which I love. Small commitment. Six part miniseries mm-hmm. on AMC about a spy going undercover to stop an illegal arms dealer. Is it done now? The finale... When does this air again? Saturday? The finale is Tuesday. Monday. The finale is Tuesday. Okay. Tomorrow. Get caught up. Main characters are Tom Hiddleston, Loki, and Hugh Laurie House as the villain. That's cool. So sweet. I gotta watch that. Just beautiful craftsmanship from open to close every episode. You know what's cool about Hugh Laurie? Hmm. He is balding ungracefully. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. He just he shows up. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on a talk show recently, <laughs> and it's just like, you know what? You're pretty bold, Hugh Laurie. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, I'm cool with this. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Laurie's great. Yeah, you uh, always love good. it. Oh yeah, I, know. I love yeah. Hugh Laurie. I, so I'm a big Billy Bob Thornton fan, Whoa. and uh, he was. Then like, I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah, <laughs> first time in history. Though. Yeah. I mean, I like Billy Bob. Yeah. I, I like him. Fargo well, okay. I'm watching Fargo right now, and <laughs> okay, I think he's spectacular sure. in that. Have you never but seen Fargo? No, I hadn't. I'm watching it now. I'm oh. watching it it's, it's amazing. Why are you holding that on me? Why are you Season telling two me just is so now? good. All right, so my point was... Uh, <laughs> no, he showed up, he showed up, he showed up uh, at, a, at a premiere, and there were a bunch of other people... That, so you know how they do those red carpet things where they get a bunch of celebrities and they do this little chit-chat. So they do a bunch of celebrities, and then you see Billy Bob Thornton, and he just... 
He just looks like a scumbag. Like, he's just wearing this, like, wrinkled button-down shirt. He's got a baseball cap on. He's just like, yeah, I'm just here for my kid. And it's cool. like, he just doesn't care. It, yeah. This stuff, all this fluff, this flash, it doesn't affect him. And, and like you were saying with Hugh Laurie, I really respect that. Um, Ian Hinku. Can I use the restroom? Yeah, absolutely. I just did it. Cool. Yep. This is we're gonna watch. Of, we're gonna watch grapes hard. in a second. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry that I want you to have delicious grapes. I am just kidding, man. I know. Just friendly I was jab. Just kidding too. Uh, what have you been playing? Well, I beat Uncharted Four. Uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Very it, surprising. You, you uh, have, you know, you've said some things on the internet about Naughty Dog and the games they make. Yeah. What is it about Uncharted Four that made you stick with it? Uh, a term that apparently is all over the internet that I learned yesterday. Mm-hmm. That Ludo narrative dissonance thing. That's been my problem with all these Naughty Dog games forever. How where does like, yeah, sorry. Where like in Last of Us, the easiest example is Last of Us. You have to act all super quiet, but the NPCs can make all the goddamn noise in the world, and the clickers won't notice. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff drives me bonkers. Like I like it when games and the systems of the game all exist in one thing and all make sense, right? And Uncharted Four is just a lot of fun. Like it. Most beautiful looking game I think I've ever played. It's like ridiculous mm-hmm. how good this game looks. And, oh, uh, and this is, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like driving vehicle is really fun in that game. And like my only complaints with that game were controller based. And to be fair, I played it on Explorer difficulty with auto aim on because I do not give a good damn about actually playing this game (laughs) but like i had a pretty good time just kind of watching the game you know and like Mm -hmm. going through it it, certain sections got a little long i thought but like oh man it was a fun game you know uh dark souls 3 i beat a while ago i don't know if that was this week but since maybe i was on before i did that i've been i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about it i'm playtesting a game that's kind of been like in the works it's like an indie game. Ooh. One of the Glitch City guys. Uh, Scoops. I've been playtesting it. Yeah. Man. I've been playtesting that and I love it. It's incredible. Cool. Uh, I don't know if I should. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to ask him. But, uh, no, no, I'm not, mean, I'm not trying to be like I'm cool kidding. guy or whatever. I, I just realized halfway through saying it that maybe I should. D doesn't want me to talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What's it like to playtest a game, though? It's fun. I mean, like, I, I'm just kind of playing it and then there's like a report bug thing. In there, you know, so it's like a play. It's like a it's like a low key play test. I'm not like. Oh, okay. He didn't he didn't ask me and be like, hey, can you play test my game? He's like, oh, I'll give you a code. Sure. And I was like, yeah, sweet. I like your other stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. That game is amazing. So like, it's gonna be really cool. And there are a few bugs that like I've discovered where I'm like, oh. And then he didn't know about it, and I was like, oh, okay. All so right. you're gonna be a special thanks. Oh, maybe I don't know. Special but, thanks, um, Hink. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was something else I was playing. I played Parkitect. I talked about that last time. Uh, I mean, RPG Maker doesn't count. Um, it counts. That counts. I work counts. sometimes on my little RPG. How's uh, your How's your game coming? Pimp it. It's coming Tell okay. It. I've got everything is done except like one weird side quest in the city planet, and then it's done. What have you? Which learned? weirdly, everyone like Kyle's playtesting it. I was playtesting. Weirdly, everyone who plays my game gravitates directly to that side quest apparently it's like really prominently placed but like it in, is. The, in the email I was like this part's not done and then Boston's like I can't finish this part I'm like 
That's the I part. I did not read the email. Yeah, you didn't read the email. I'm like, I literally said everything in the game is done except for that. Because here's the thing. Here's like the game gives you the freedom. It's mm-hmm. like, do you want to go here, here, or here? <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to go here. And then once you're there, it's like, do you want to go in this building, or do you want to go in this building? <laughs> I it's mean, like it does that. have a sign that says casino. On. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like yeah. you're gonna want to go. And in there's that a guy way. inside running around with like his head, chicken with his head cut off. So like, yeah, it's a very appealing side quest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not done, and I said that in the email. Um, but yeah, that's the last thing I have to finish, and then that game is done. I mean, some more testing, but so you've been uh, you've been messing with RPG Maker a lot in the last I don't know oh, six I've, eight months. I learned on RPG Maker ninety five. Oh, like, and I was thinking about this is something I realized the other day. I texted my friend, and I said like, learning thing because I've been trying to learn like Game Maker or Unreal Four or whatever like any of those, and it doesn't stick. Like I don't, I, I probably just don't have as, as much time to just dedicate to doing stuff like that. But like. Mm. Back when I was a kid, it didn't feel like learning something. It felt really easy to learn stuff like that because it was just kind of fun. And, like, early days, like, yeah, so, like, I just feel like I know Photoshop. And I just know RPG Maker. Because it doesn't feel like I ever learned them, you know? Whereas, like, trying to learn Game Maker is just like, ugh, how do I do this? (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, I like RPG Maker. What were you going to say? Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Has has your experience... And I'm not familiar with this, so maybe this is a silly question. But has your experience with RPG Maker taught you anything about video games? Like, making your own quest lines and things like that in your own characters, has that made you, like, sympathetic or kind of given you a peek behind the curtain with certain yeah, things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, my games I don't take very seriously sure. at all. Like, I, I, I think that they're... I don't think they're bad games, you know? I think that they're, like, fairly good, but they definitely are, like, a little tongue-in-cheek and, like, a little silly, you know? And, like... The way I like to do stuff is definitely more like Dark Soulsy, like lore's ba- lore based, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like this this game is like, yeah, you the game just starts. You're on your spaceship that you own, and there are four planets you can go to, and that it doesn't tell you to do anything. It, your character's just like, what planets are around? And your computer's like, oh, these four. And you're like, all right. And then you can kind of just do stuff. And there's a narrative that you can discover if you're looking around, you know. And there is a through line to the game and like relationships that you can build and stuff like that. But like. You don't have to do anything. And, the, like, there's a part in the game where, uh, uh... This is kind of a spoiler, but, like, it, just to do the mainline quest, you destroy the economy of an entire planet. Cool. <laughs> that does mm-hmm. sound cool. And it's mm-hmm. like, you just have... You have the choice of just not doing it. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a bullshit choice, but, like... I don't care, but, like, you know... It's just kind of funny to <laughs> make people do that kind of thing, like punish you for playing the game. <laughs> sort of like all these characters you just met, you're going to destroy their livelihood to uh, figure out this mystery. But some people love that. Oh, some yeah, people can't yeah, yeah, wait yeah. to just mess up everything. And I, th- I, I, I think I will put in like later maybe a way that you can like undo it, kind of like put it back, and maybe it won't ever be the same. But it isn't like you know because I love doing that kind of stuff where like yeah. if you do certain things, you can like there are ways around certain stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Kyle's in the game. Ooh. Sort Celebrity of. appearance. Uh, it's a cameo. It's a okay. cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really Kyle Bosman, but it's, you know. When is this game going to be ready? Uh, I don't know. I just need more time to do the last couple of things, and then it's done. And, I mean, like, the nice thing about RPG Maker is, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up for, like, pay whatever you want, including nothing. So, like... I'm going to add updates and stuff later, maybe, if I feel like... If I get an idea for, like, a whole thing, I could just add all kinds of stuff to it and just Mm -hmm. re-upload it to Itch.io and then be like, hey, there's an update, download it again for free. And there's, like, DLC or something in it now, you know? Like, I can do that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's cool. 
being an indie developer, not that I am, but like I can see the appeal mm-hmm. where you can literally just kind of do stuff on this scale. I mean, like if you're doing like, you know, Hyperlight Drifter level stuff, it's like a little more advanced, you know, and involves a lot more moving parts. But if you're on like the 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 entry or not entry level, but like single person making a game, you know, yeah. You can really just do whatever you want. It's pretty crazy. So I feel about Easy Allies. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Ian, you would like to uh, regale us with? I forgot to mention Sunless Sea last time. I like that game. What is Sunless Sea? It's a game kind of a Cthulhu-esque, like, you're a boat captain. You're in. Cthulhu, you're yeah, in. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. Cthulhu, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I'm just jazzed for Overwatch. I was playing a lot of that beta. I'm Monday. For Overwatch. Monday. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you're watching this right now, you should be playing Overwatch. Yeah, really. We could be background noise to Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen yeah. to us yeah. while you're playing Overwatch. That's what you should be. Doing. I get those characters. Frame trap. It's man. good background noise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's there's only one game I want to talk about because I've I've played Uncharted, I played Doom, um, and we kind of covered those. But Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah. Yes. So um, Valkyria Chronicles, I played when it came out in 2008. That game is eight years old. Yes. Yeah. That, that hit me like a truck when I found that wow. out. I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm an old man. Uh, <laughs> I played Valkyria Chronicles a little bit, or maybe I just played the demo, but I didn't really dig in. And it was one of those games... This happens to me a lot with games. Uh, it happened to me with Suicoden, uh, with Ark the Lab, with a lot of things. Where, like, you're not playing it, and then you kind of hear the buzz about it, and there's that collective group of people that's like, this is amazing, this is amazing, and then they just kind of fade into the background. And you tell yourself... Okay, I'm gonna get to that someday, and then you never do. And then eight years later. And then eight years later, Valkyria Chronicles. Like, <laughs> I have a tendency to be hyperbolic, but I, and maybe it's just because I'm in the moment right now. But I think it's one of my favorite strategy games ever. Like it's like on every single level, it's just blowing me. I away. can see that. Like, there are some things that that. I haven't played the sequels that maybe they fixed in the sequels. There are some little niggling complaints here and there, but mm-hmm. it's just... I hate that word. Sorry. It, no, it was just, it's funny. I was talking to a friend about that. I'm like, I really hate that word. And it's been coming up a lot in, like, internet videos. I will, I'll try to avoid this. What's no, a good no, alternative? No, 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 getting down on your... Yeah. Getting down on your, Let's get a frame trap alternative. Nitpicks. Nitpicks. I don't like... I don't Qualms. Like you like nitpicks less than niggle? I think niggle's kind of funny. It's shockingly similar to... A very racist word. It's not even that close. I think that they have the same root. No. Like, they probably come from the s- similar backgrounds. They don't. No in way. language. Uh-uh. Oh, come on. Niggle sounds like a little Harry Potter creature. That's, that's kind of how I viewed it. Yeah. No, because... Uh, all right. We're just discussing language here. But, like, there's an older British phrase oh, where you're having, like... <laughs> where you're having, like, niggardly... Uh, behavior. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa, a term! Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what nickel comes from! No. <laughs> yes! It's a bad word, and people just throw it around. Well, I wasn't trying to be me. racist. No, no, no I'm not saying you're racist. You. I just, uh, I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's, racist it's a word that bothers me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, ben, are there towns in the game? <laughs> are there towns? Ah. Yeah. So there's... They're not towns, but I, I think you I can I think I can send I, can, I, I think I can uh, sell you on the game here, Bert. So were there no towns up? No, it's just like mission you don't, structure. You don't like so, walk around a town. See, the, the way that the game presents itself is you open a book, okay? Cool. And uh, it's divided into chapters, and every chapter you see a picture from the scene you're about to view. And sometimes it's a cutscene where there's dialogue boxes. Sometimes it's a, like a full blown cutscene where you don't have to mash your X through it. And then it's sometimes <laughs> it's a battle. And then uh, the different there are different tabs in the book that take you to different sections. So if you want to do skirmishes and level up your dudes, there's also your headquarters. 
think the headquarters, headquarters is where Michael Huber okay. would be really, really into it. So the yes. headquarters starts out. And what I love about Valkyria Chronicles is the characters are so genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, even the cheesy characters, even the characters that kind of have a gimmick, the way that they're written, they make you believe that they're just really good people that want to help you. The girl with the bandana always gave me a really good vibe. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> Her and Welkin, the main protagonist, like, they're, they're not just anime tropes. Like, they, they feel like down-to-earth people that really believe in what they're fighting in, but they don't... They don't embellish that cause or that fight too much. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. They're not like, all right, I have to do this like for my family or something. They're mm-hmm. just, they're just in the middle of this war, in the middle of this invasion. They still manage to keep a level head and be likable. Like uh, there's this scene where there's this pig with wings and he comes in and just <laughs> the, the way they kind of freak out over it and the way they kind of are like, oh no, you're awesome, little <laughs> pig with wings. It's cool. just like they just they just kind of warm your heart. Does man. the pig with yeah. wings join your party? He does, but you don't get to like fight. Not him in the way you think. But he's yeah. like He's part of the gang. Yeah. He stays around. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Big with wings. So in the headquarters, <laughs> um, you can do different things. So you can uh, develop your weapons. And there's this guy there, and it I'm going to make it sound awful, but he's actually great. So every time you upgrade a weapon or your tank, he's like Oh man, thanks for stopping by, bro. Come back again. And you're just like, all right, cool. Um, And then uh, there's a training field where you level up your soldiers. And you got this full metal jacket type dude where he's like, all right, maggots, I'm going to beat this out of you. Let's go. He's like, well done. Uh, So he's pretty cool. Well done. Well done. He's calling you maggot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do we want to address this real quick? I don't know. It's actually, uh, I was wrong. I'm sorry, I just took this away from you. But that's no, fine. I was reading about it because you were listening to the thing. Yeah, uh, the podcast so, we're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this 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 handles both niggardly and niggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither of them are related to the slur. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, they are um, phonetically similar, but the etymology is unrelated. Uh, niggardly, which means stingy or miserly, can be traced back to Middle English, the word nigon which has the same meaning, and uh, niggle uh, to the Old Norse verb nigla, which means to fuss about with small matters. The uh, racial slur uh, traces back to the Spanish or Portuguese negro, which means black, or the Latin uh, word, which sounds exactly like the slur, meaning black or dark. So they're unrelated. I'm going to be looking for that uh, Norse one on Vikings. (laughs) Nigla! Yeah. Yeah, Nigla! I'm waiting anyway, for uh, I, I resent my complaint, I guess, about those words that sound really similar to those other words. I love that the game feels historical. It, well, yeah, yeah, it does. It really yeah. does. Mm-hmm. It feels like this stuff is important because it feels like you're like watching history being made. Yeah, and there are some strategy games where I feel like they entrench you a little bit too much too quickly, where you're just like watching like okay this is this continent and this is this continent here's why they're at war i feel like it gives you enough of that but then it focuses it on the characters it yeah. presents that stuff through mm-hmm. the characters but there's there's enough of that context that you're really buying into the conflict and it feels real and, and i think that's what's sorry. unappealing about the sequels yeah so the sequels mm. like valkyria chronicles 2 i haven't played it before when i've heard about it you're basically a bunch of you're not high school students but you're academy students yeah so it's, it's more VIC. like 
it's more of that sort of vibe where you don't you don't have that historical aura that you had in the first one. Yeah. I also like the jolly advance wars vibe that it gives Dude, me. Yeah, <laughs> it it does kind of have that. Yeah. Advance wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Hubert, the, the other thing that I wanted to sell you on is oh, I'm uh, sold. What I love about the StarCraft campaigns, and I, I love this to death, is every mission in the StarCraft campaigns is so well designed because it's very rarely is it just like, okay, just take this base mm-hmm. or just kill all these units. There's like some new thing, some new mechanic, some twist that mm-hmm. makes you think about the strategy and the combat differently. That is Valkyria Chronicles through and through. Every mission is so elaborately detailed and intense God, that like when you finish a mission... And you get like a D. You're not even mad at yourself. You're like, no, I earned that. That was amazing. Like, I got I can't mad at myself. Be- yeah. Whoa. There's, like, the second or third mission. You're in the city, and you have to split your forces up into two. And one side has to go and capture the enemy base. The other one has to defend your base. And a tank busts through a wall. There are guys in the grass that just pop out. And it's just there are these moments where they, you, you feel like you're just barely making it through alive and it's so can, cool. it's can so your intense. troops die and then the game is just like impossible to get through yeah so unlike XCOM when your uh, teammates die and they're just gone and you like feel compelled to reload I don't like that because I think most people just save scum mm-hmm. so it kind of circumvents the whole thing being there anyway Valkyria Chronicles does this wonderful wonderful thing that I think is so smart so one of your one of your guys gets knocked down or mm-hmm. gets KO'd or whatever you have three turns to run over to them, and if you reach them, you don't have to push anything, you don't have to use an action, the medic will come, and they'll be, you'll be able to use them again. Cool. And so there is risk there. They can die, um, but you also have a chance to get them back. And so you don't... It, you, it leads to these wonderful moments where you sort of have a plan of attack. One of your units goes down, and you're like, okay, I know I've got to save them. And so you have to change your plan. And that's why mm-hmm. the, the, the battles feel so dynamic, is there are always things popping up that you have to adjust to. What if the entire team dies? That Well, that's it. <laughs> what if the entire team dies except, like, one person, and the one person gets through? What do you do on the next so, mission? So here's what you do. Uh, <laughs> in Valkyria Chronicles... The number of people you can bring to a mission are not the number of people that you have. Oh, okay, and at your okay. base, you mm. can request reinforcements cool, and they cool, can come cool. in and fill in the, the slots. Um, it does do that, cool. that strategy thing, though, where like if the bandana girl die, Alicia or Welkin, the main protagonist, yeah, it's over. if they die, it's over. Okay, uh, uh, ben, can you talk to me about the remaster itself? How is it? Yeah, so <clears throat> uh, the remaster itself is great. If you have the PC version... it. It mm-hmm. doesn't look better than the PC version. There's no reason to have it, I think, over the PC version. But it's extremely well done, and it's at a great price. I, oh, I feel so scummy for Sorry, saying that. Which great, great price. It's a great value. Great value. Great value. What's up? PC version versus the PS4 version? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so the PS4 version. Yeah. It's $29.99, <laughs> it is. Uh, that's the one that's the good deal? Yeah, the PS4 version. That's so it's, it's 60 frames, 1080p. Uh, which is nice. Salesman over here. I love I, this it. is what it is. I, I, know, it. I, I wanted, I wanted to know how good it was. Yeah. yeah. So so they don't like it when I do this, but <laughs> no. if you buy it today, we can give you the, the top coat. Oh, just wait. <laughs> just for 50% wait. off. Uh, <laughs> so there were... There, I don't know if this is a big deal to you or not, but there are trophies because uh, the, the original game predated PS3 Yeah, PS3 I do remember trophies. that. Um, the other thing it has is it has all the DLC back oh, then. Hey. Yeah. And the thing that I like... 
the the biggest selling point for me on the remaster and why I would pick it up, even though I had the PS3 version, I have the PC version, is the remaster comes in this really really awesome. This sounds like such a nerdy thing. It comes with this awesome steelbook case. But the reason I love the steelbook case it has, is it has this amazing art on it. Like the art from the game. And it's just, yeah. I think it's so much better than cool. the, the PS3. Yeah, no it's that true code. Yeah. So. You're gonna we're going, yeah, we're going to GameStop tomorrow, Brad. And I'm down there. Ben, right. a really funny thing from when uh, Damiani and I were there for the reveal of Codename Steam. Mm-hmm is they were talking down on Valkyria Chronicles in particular. Wow. Talking down on it? Because, uh, I I wish I remember the member of the team, Uh, they were talking about how in Codename Steam, there's no map. You can only see what your characters see. Yeah. And they were like, in Valkyria Chronicles, we think there's a big disconnect whenever it zooms out and you can see the map. And they were making fun of it, and that's when I checked out on that game. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is the moment. I was like, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying, but like, don't trash this very cool yeah. game. Like, the best in the biz. It's so hilarious to me, because in my mind, Valkyria Chronicles is like leagues above Codename Steam. Like, it's not even yeah. close. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is when you, you can see the map, and the units that you've seen, that you've uncovered with like a scout or something, you see on the map, but everything else is a question mark. Yeah. Like, you don't just see everything on the map. So that, I don't know. I, I, dude, I just, I love that. I love dropping down into a third person perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's super cool. Like, I wish you did that in StarCraft. I wish you did that in so many games. You know, <laughs> I just love just, yeah, we get this map, this overview, yeah. and you can strategize there. Yeah. But then just coming down into the world and, like, being there where your characters are there. That's yeah. the best of both worlds. That's actually baby. one of the that. reasons I lost a little steam on Parkitect was that it didn't have that you couldn't ride the roller coasters first person oh, oh you gotta ride those roller coasters I assume they'll add that oh. but like oh man uh Kyle yeah you brought up a really really good point because I've played a lot of uh turn based strategy games like this and the you, you're usually picking things from a menu and there's something about just walking up to something like hitting the aim button and aiming at the head and shooting yeah. that invests you in that combat so much more than a lot of other similar games yeah that's a really really good point I wish more games how bad that. does it feel when you miss too so that's that's something about the game that I can't decide if I like or I don't like. <laughs> so in, in XCOM, for example, when you're taking a shot, you always know, like, okay, I have an 8%, 20% chance, whatever it is. In Valkyria Chronicles, you never know. Like, you know how generally how accurate this person is, and you can make them more accurate over time. And the further you are away, the harder it is to hit. But you have no idea. And in some ways, that is kind of cool. But the moments when you get close and you just completely whiff a crucial shot, and you're like, right oh, they're oh, shotguns. <laughs> Um, I think there's that kind of class. Huber, I already know your favorite class. I already know it. Which is what? I don't want to say it for him. I want it to be a surprise okay. for him. Oh, okay. right. He knows it every time. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's like a no-brainer. halfway through the game right now. I haven't seen any shotguns. Mm. Mm. I could be wrong. I can't remember. It's been cool. a long time. Yeah, Valkyria Chronicles. Dude, I like I am blown away. Rifles. I, I want you to play it so bad. I think you'd love it. Paint it up tomorrow. It's done. Going to GameStop. I hopefully they're not sold out. GameStop Pick up. Oh, might not have a lot yeah. of copies. Mr. Hebrew, do you have a pre-order? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a guy messaged me on Twitter and he said, I got this at GameStop. He showed me Valkyria Crown because he's like, they only ordered one. Probably, like, oh, yeah. I gotta hit up Sears Huber. Amazon, yes. dude. Sears? Yeah, we'll probably just Amazon. Right? Yeah. Amazon or right now, we'll probably show up tomorrow. Kmart. Uh, I don't know where there's a Kmart. <laughs> yeah. It's that very special time of the podcast. Oh, oh no. It's time. Um, I'm 
I'm a little bit disappointed. I don't think uh, this week's hotake is as juicy as some of the other ones, but uh, you guys have all played this game, and so mm-hmm. I do think you, we have a good panel for it. Mm. Uh, something happened this week, or not not when you're watching this, last week, I guess, when you're watching this. Uh, the week of filming. Week of filming. <laughs> the, uh, the Destiny expansion got leaked. Rise of Iron. And uh, Destiny, in my opinion, has kind of fallen off the map in a little bit. Uh, so it had that resurgence with the Taken King, and then, uh, you know, they, they've done little incremental things here and there, but uh, it's, lost, it's lost a lot of steam. And so I think there's a lot of anticipation, there's a lot of excitement for this expansion. We don't know a ton of details. I was reading an article on IGN, and they said it was going to be Fallen-themed. Uh, that doesn't give me a ton of information, but... I just want to know, uh, as Destiny players or as former Destiny players, what do you want out of this expansion? And I guess, first of all, are you excited about it? Do you want more Destiny in your life right now? No. No. Why don't... You're just done. Why are you done? I don't know. I forgot it existed. (laughs) Uh, The enemies are always the same. Like, if it's Fallen-themed, I'm like, okay, great. The whole damn game was Fallen-themed. Like, there are three races. <laughs> uh, Hubert, I did think of you, and I, I did think this would get you excited, is that mm-hmm. the, the art for yeah. Rise yeah. of Iron is a dude holding, like, a flaming axe. It's pretty amazing. With that, wolves. Uh, I, I saw the art. I, I heard about the leak. I saw the art and the title and immediately hit back on my browser window. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Iron? All right, see ya. See ya, Katana. I really, really like Destiny, but, like, a lot of games... It is a game where I am only going to play if my friends play. Mm-hmm. I really, really like Destiny. So if my friends are in, I am in and I'm having a blast. But uh, I need I need some buddies. I need some allies. So. <clears throat> if I were to play with... Like, that, yeah, that's the only way I would ever play it. Is if, I was, like, if, if you guys and like, Omar mm-hmm. and everyone was like, eh, let's play Destiny yeah. for two hours and then we'll get through all the content. I just... I think it's weird... Right now, I think they should just be focusing on Destiny Two. I that's what I was surprised at because yeah. a lot yeah. of people were saying when you know when Destiny was going quiet there for a while that that's because Destiny Two is the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Taken King came out yeah. and uh, completely changed that game, made it so much better because Destiny had a rough yeah. start, rough launch. Um, then those next two expansions were like not good either. Yeah, uh, they were kind of just like band aids on the situation, and then Taken King came out and gave people with it like that taking king is what people wanted at launch yeah absolutely um just the way the story is presented there's a lot of quests uh, and it's a super good game but i just don't like this i don't know how big this expansion would have to be to get people it's... to stay because even if it had say like eight missions or something which is a lot in destiny standard you know those missions are like 30 45 minutes even if it had eight missions like it's. I feel like it's still gonna. The end game is still going to be the same as it was in vanilla, as it was in the two little expansions, as it was in the Taken King. I think the time has kind of passed on that, and they should just focus on. I mean that Destiny Two. That's always been the problem with Destiny. There isn't an end game, mm-hmm. really. Like the the raid, I guess. But like, I've played like hundreds and hundreds of hours of that, yeah. and I don't think I've finished a raid. Whoa, dude! Really? Yeah. Like I'm, li- I'm like light level. I'm like three from the top like level. That's How many raids have you ever done? Only no. There are uh, three. Vault of glass. Vault of glass. The 
King's Fall or yeah. whatever. And then the one... And then the one in the middle. Yeah, one in I the mean, the Oryx, Darkness, whatever. What yeah. do people want out of I've done two. That? I don't know. That's like what most endgame is and like MMOs yeah, or something. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean yeah. I'm not going to play it or anything. Like, I've already... The game feels I'm done with really those. Good. I don't have a problem with those games or anything, but I just yeah. don't feel like playing them or anything. It just, feels really good to play. It, it feels yeah. so good. That game feels so good. Um, I know we should talk so much, but I've got to bring it up. Like, when you play Battleborn and then you play Destiny, like, right. you feel that quality there. Yeah. And I respect how much they learned from the botched launch. Like, Taken King yeah. was such a huge improvement. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but. When's it come out? Do we know? I think uh, it's the fall. Yeah. Oh. But it's still, it's still Destiny 1, and that Destiny 1 came out when? Like 2013 or 14? 14? No, I think it was 14. 14? 14? Okay. So it's still, you know, kind of a World of Warcraft situation. You know, it's still this, like, two-year-old game. Like, it's it's time. Like, let's go. So there's something <laughs> you said there that uh, I want to bounce off of. But first, Scott Bossman, how do you feel about Rise of Iron? Uh, It's filler. Yeah. Uh, Destiny 2 <laughs> was supposed to come out this year. Yep. They had problems. And oh, so, so glad yeah. you brought this oh, up. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. They yeah. So, so basically, it's like the definition of filler. It's mm-hmm. like, how do we keep this fan base alive? Well, do you think? Just... Do you think that they were work, they were going the whole hog on two, and then they're like, crap, we got a delay. U uh, twenty, make another expansion. Go. No. Like you've like, got two months. Horrible things have happened with Destiny 2. I think part of the news that dropped is that Luke Smith now is dir- who did uh, Taken King, King yeah. is now director of Destiny 2, and that wasn't the case before. So there uh, was some reshuffling at Bungie. He knows what's up. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the chance to interview him at mm-hmm. Taken King. Yeah? And his philosophy, every time that guy talked, was like, yes, yes, I agree with you. Wasn't yes. he like famously D-baggish, though? So like, I, I heard. Forgot I don't. What he said, I don't pay attention to all that I stuff. But from my encounter, proportions. Yeah, yeah I from I remember my, it. So just like most of Destiny. Yeah, from my encounter, he was just like, <laughs> yo, like let's you know he's everything a, he said was cool. He used to be on a uh, one up yours. Yep, uh, yeah. absolutely a d baggy guy. But okay. like that yeah. was kind of his thing. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, But I mean, like cool. what you were yeah. saying, like we were talking. I can't remember who I was talking about. This. Maybe it was you guys. I was talking about this the other day. Like Destiny, like the way that they do the aim assist stuff and just like you you like you're getting a lot of headshots and you know you're not that good at mm-hmm. least in my case you know you're not that good at destiny or any of these games but you're getting a lot of headshots but you don't feel them helping you you know it's not like noticeable in my case anyway sure it's just like the whole way that the game feels and plays is like yeah, it's like smooth. It feels classy. It's so good. It's very well. It's just such a good like, like shooting a thing. But with a scout rifle the, feels good. Here's mm-hmm. the thing for me, and I want to bounce this off you guys because I know you care about this stuff as well. Makes me really nervous. Uh, no, don't. It's fine. You're gonna go. Like, I'm in to- nope, in total control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, the the way that I feel about it is, it, it's strange because I've I've gone on record saying that I can just enjoy games on a purely mechanical level. But usually, when I enjoy those okay. games on a purely mechanical level, I'm only playing them for eight hours, ten hours, even fifty hours. I feel like with something like Destiny, you know, it's it's hundreds of hours if you really want to mm-hmm. see everything and do everything uh, and get everything. And I think the reason I was able to stick to something like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy XIV for so long is I thought I cared about the lore. I cared about the characters. I cared about the story, at least to some degree, that it wasn't just the treadmill. It wasn't just getting new things. There was just another aspect that I could appreciate and get involved in. And the reason I always burn out on Destiny is 
every single time at the end that other element isn't there for me and i know people really there are people out there that really love the destiny lore that really like the story but just the way that it's presented Mm -hmm. it's never resonated with me it's never sold itself to me and so that's why it's it's hard to get excited about a new expansion taking king made me actually care because of the way it was presented the villain was cool Mm -hmm. um but just the whole grimoire card thing and absolutely like and, well, and a lot of the a lot of the lore is blocked behind the the raids too. Like not finishing the raid, you kind of feel like you're missing something. So, and the best gameplay design was in the raids too. Generally, mm-hmm. like yeah. we're not cool enough for the raids. No, that's about. Yeah, it's I like, got whoa. to the end of the raids and then I just like wasn't like good enough mm-hmm. to finish it. Yeah, I remember like, you were like, like three, three levels times. down, three light levels yeah. down, and I was and like, well, like well, all my friends are running it. I gotta do it right now, and then like. Oh, okay. Can't win. Like, we just don't have the DPS. Bummer. No. Like, And it's uh, it's weird talking about this expansion because... <laughs> the numbers. The opposite of Doom. It's we the opposite literally of Doom. did not have the DPS. Like, yeah. we, we yeah. knew the strats. We figured it out. We yeah. could do it. We were good enough to do it. Just my gun didn't hit hard enough. Yeah, but that's like an aspect of MMOs and stuff I like know. that. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, it's, it's weird talking about new Destiny stuff, like this this expansion, because I think kind of what you guys are saying and how I feel as well is that this new expansion is tied to the framework of Destiny. The problems of Destiny to some degree are probably going to be in this this new expansion, whereas if we were talking about Destiny 2 leaking, I think the tone of our conversation would be a lot different because mm-hmm. you know, they get another chance there, they get another mm-hmm. crack, and I think there's that element of hope that uh, that isn't present in the same way with like, you know, a fourth expansion. Yeah. Do you guys agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they let you pilot your ships Fly it down to the planets. Yeah, yeah. like that's gonna be that. that. That'd be so different. Like, Current oh, gen only. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. It better be. I'm gonna play though, regardless. Like even just to go through the story once. The thing well, is, is uh, like I always feel like with Destiny, we uh, we talk a lot of crap on it, and then day one we're there. Oh, yeah. It's so. so meditative. Like uh, when we play, obviously I like Overwatch way more. But like, you don't play Overwatch with friends to hang out. You. Go in there, team up. You play. You over. play the game. Yeah. Like hop into Destiny. What'd you do tonight? Cool. Because there's a lot of what space for you to talk. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, what what are you eating? Cool. Like, well, oh, it, just watch this Vikings episode. It's like, yeah. you go to hang out. Yeah. It's a unless you're experience. in like yeah. like the end zone or like a darkness zone of a hard quest or whatever. Like, yeah. It's not a tough game. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want out of Destiny too. Uh, the number one thing I want on Destiny 2 is I want to interact with more players more of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have something like like an Ogremar where it's like, yeah. whoa, I-, I could just get into random conversations. I mean, obviously, Ogremar's not like this anymore, but I could just, I, I feel like I'm a part of something yeah. just beyond the little tiny tower space. You totally. Know? I want more social uh, Do you think if it ever came to PC, that would help a lot with something like that? Um... I mean, the the thing is, is with Destiny, is it's it's largely instance, and you're like you're pretty much interacting with just your group most right. of the time. I feel like though, if people were on PC because everyone just has a keyboard immediately ready, there would be a lot more discussion. But they'd have to everything. put that into the game. I know, I'm saying, yeah. but if they did something like that, mm-hmm. I think it could add I totally way more agree. to it. Yeah, Man, I, totally and I love the quest system of Taken King. That was so cool. That yeah. reminded me. You know, that made I me, love the class quest. Yeah, and it made me interact with the world more. It made me care about certain NPCs and. Sure. Made me go out into the world and do things other than like, okay, go kill a person or go from point A to point B. It was like, go into this and do some weird thing with the world. So, 
know. Taking King's cool. Taking King made the voice Tinking actually so way cool. better too. Yeah. Like Cade Six saying a bunch of funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. So I'm excited. Are you guys gonna play? Absolutely. No. No like, idea. It's, it's like You'll maybe. Play. I have no uh, idea. Brad will hop in because we'll hop. It depends on how much it costs. I'm in for two, but I'm not in for that expansion. Sure. I think that's fair. I think probably where I'd be. You, me, plus is Brad. We'll we'll make some things. Plus this is it. You always. Oh God. Plus this already owns it somehow. <laughs> Finish the raid with Plessis. I got a social media in 14 minutes. You got what a social that? media in 14 my minutes? Show, my show drops in 14 minutes. Uh, I'm just throwing up late. Okay. I mean, it's going to throw itself I up. throw mine up at all different times. No, yeah, but it's going to throw itself up. <laughs> oh, okay. Since we've taken that awkward pause, I will use that to take my restroom break. Oh, yeah. Do we all get one. Yep. Do it. Are we just, are we pausing here? We no, no, we're going. Okay, continue. we're going. The show never stops. Show never stops. Bosman, when you come back, bring my phone over. Okay. And that is kind of, one last thing I do want to say about Destiny, that we're talking about raids. Yeah. Uh, kind of a double-edged sword. I respect so freaking much how hard those were in the beginning. Like, Vault of Glass, when it launched, was so freaking hard. Like, yeah. That is what I love in MMOs when there is like this almost unbeat, not unbeatable, but like very difficult thing yeah. with these super exclusive awesome rewards. I love that, but they got the numbers a little wrong where you needed to play so long yeah. or just be insanely good to get through it. Or yeah. we too. couldn't just we just couldn't do the DPS. On that first vault of glass room. Yeah. Here's the thing: we needed to put like 20 more hours in to raise yeah. our light. Yeah. Well, what we needed to do was grind and get more. Grind the strike. That's it. The, the, in Destiny, yeah, there there's a lot of hard content, like the nightfalls on on mm-hmm. you know that stuff can get really really challenging. But mm-hmm. it's challenging in like such a fucking bullshit way yes. where it's just like, all right. If I get hit, I'm dead. That like that yeah. stuff is not yeah. enjoyable. Whereas like the raids were super super challenging and super yeah. super satisfying because they would throw new mechanics on you. Mm-hmm. It was like a puzzle that you had to yeah. figure yeah. out. That sort of challenge was great, but there's so, so little of that and yeah. so much of the other stuff. They yeah. hide all the good game design in the raids. Yeah, like, that's what yeah. I was. Yeah, like, <laughs> and like Nightfall and stuff is just like art. It's I've heard the term artificial difficulty. You know, yeah. thrown around. Sometimes. The horror Nightfalls. Yeah, one shot you're dead. Where yeah. it's like yeah, one shot you're dead or like. They don't flinch or like these modifiers, which is a cool idea. Like it's fine, I'm fine with it. But like, and and the nightfalls are a different kind of thing. So like that's what they're there to be. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. It's kind well, of well. You you need to do that stuff so you can get oh. the things so you can do the raid. Yeah. So it's not just like oh I right. can do this just for fun. Yeah. Uh, which which I understand. Um, so this isn't a hotake. I don't think it's quite big enough to be a hotake. But it's something uh, a lot of our fans wanted us to talk about, and it's something that I want to talk about. Um. I know at least you and I, Huber and I, you played it, Brad. I don't know if you played it, Kyle, and I don't know if you played it, Ian. Uh, Neo, uh, the Neo demo, uh, was was very, very awesome. We've already talked about it on this show. Uh, but Tecmo Koei came out, and they said, hey, we've we've been listening to fan feedback, and we're going to change some stuff in the game. Great. And I think it's pretty awesome, That's awesome. Uh, that they came out here, and they, didn't, they weren't just like, hey, we're listening to you guys. It's like, no, this is what we're going to fix. Oh, they had lists already? Yeah, so here's the rundown of things they Excellent. promised that they're going to fix Whoa, in the final thing. I'm so this so is under the this. overall category. When did this come out? Uh, when is this article posted? Sorry, I've been in like a black hole with... It's okay. This was, this was posted do. May 20th. <laughs> God. Yesterday. Okay. Yep. Hit me. Overall, add tutorials regarding the game's systems. Yeah. Adjust balance mainly in the opening sections to make battles fairer. Improve controls and camera system. Improve the understandability and usability of the UI. Mm-hmm. Improve graphic performance. 
under the tutorial section. Implement a training stage for tutorials on basic combos and core game actions. So, everything in, you just said is like make the game easier. Yeah. Except for also just like improve graphics. <laughs> That's yeah, like yeah. so good. Uh, yeah. the they were talking about the UI. Make the controls better. Like, the UI oh, was okay. a bit intense. Yeah, I, I yeah. do agree with the UI. Um, and I, I also agree with you, Huber. Uh, part of what I liked about Neo was the process of sort of just organically figuring things yes. out. And so if it's like, all right, here's how you do this, here's yeah. how you do this, here's how you do this, yeah. I really think that takes away from the spirit of the game. Yes. Um, um, yeah. It sounds like it's just at the beginning of the game, though. From what I'm hearing, it almost sounds like it's an optional thing. It says at a stage, at a training stage, stage. training stage. It could be, yeah. you know, how like Dark Souls like, Two, you could skip, you could literally run past the tutorial. Sure, or sure. like Street Fighter. There could be a really very elegant training. implementations. That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Under action and controls, improve player and camera behavior during lock-on. Mm -hmm. Change the conditions under which the player character becomes unresponsive when the Kai gauge is empty. Expand item shortcut slots. Revise the objects which require holding a button and the response to hold to the hold input. Improve direction for the half circle analog stick input. Enemies. Uh, so there's a lot. Of, do you want me to read all of this? Summarize. Uh, summarize. There's one that's Just super important, ones. I think, is that they're tossing out the durability of oh. weapons. Oh, really? This is under other. other. It's the last, yeah. uh, last thing here. Other. Remove durability stat for weapons Thank and you. armor. So yes. archaic. I. No durability, durability, and equip load. Equip load is no equip load legit. I no, love equip load. No, I really if like Dark durability Souls, too. If Dark Souls had equip load, it would be stupid. Like if you just couldn't carry shit. Dark, that's Dark Souls does have equip. No, that's different. Equip load. I'm talking no, about it's like item inventory. Burden. Yeah, inventory burden. Well, like, equip load oh, is inventory. like right. literally equip what Dark Souls does. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, equip load is good. Love Whatever I'm. What I mean to say yeah. is like the Skyrim. Like you can't carry any more shit. I'm overburdened. Oh, so that stuff bothers me. Demon too. Souls. So you say like yeah, like item? Demon Souls. Mm -hmm. Wait, item. All right. Wait. Let me let me let me make my four argument for item durability, and you okay. can make a counterpoint. Here we go. Here's the Hotake we got there. Yeah. So <laughs> why I like item durability and my experience with it in Neo is. Like, in in, uh, in certain games where they don't have item durability, I find the weapon I like, I play through the game, I just use the weapon. I have a relatively good time. I have way, way, way more fun, especially in Neo, where the weapons break pretty easily. Like, I was using the, the katana, and I got really used to it, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's broken, and I don't have anything to fix it. I now have to use something else. I now feel more vulnerable again, and now I, I get to expand my options. I get to dig into the game a little bit deeper. It's forcing me to engage on a broader level, and that's why I think it's valuable. So I didn't know you meant just for Neo. Neo, it's fine. Okay. What, what, give me a bullshit example. Dark Souls. Like, why is it even in there? Your weapons never break. Ever. So in Dark Souls 3, they never Dark Souls I don't understand. all the damn time. Yeah, in yeah. Dark Souls 3, I don't understand why it's in there, because you, they never break. So yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard thing to get down. Uh, I don't know. My weapons, faster weapons break. More. Yeah. Like, using yeah. the Brigand Daggers, like, in Deacons of the Deep, I would have to, like, when I beat them, I had to repair powder three times. Really? Yeah. Man, because even when I use fast hitting, weapons, I, no, I didn't feel like... With, with the Brig and Daggers, like, you're constantly hitting, and I had the ring that heals you as you go, and there's just dudes. So, like, you swipe through, like, 20 guys, and it takes, like, a third off your durability. Interesting, because the, the, the thing for me is, was not only, like, the... It, they didn't break very often. It was that you could just go to a bonfire, and you well, didn't yeah, have to use... in a boss fight, you can't. Yeah. Right, right, right. Huh. But... That was like one That was the instance. only time yeah. in Dark Souls 3, yeah. I'm just Where, saying it happened, but that was the only sure. time. Sure. I feel like in Neo, I was constantly worrying. Well, like, in Neo, do you really need it? Why can't you just have, you know, your sword that's good for 
dueling close quarter and then your axe for like big sweeping enemies like design it to where i'm gonna switch on situations not because my weapon breaks what i've what i've noticed from my own tendencies and i think this is true of other players as well and it's something like i think the reason brad and i are like oh man you really have to switch weapons all the time is doom is not just that different weapons are effective in different situations that's true but you run out of ammo like yeah. pretty quickly you're forced to switch and because i think you're forced to switch you you have more of those moments where you're like oh this thing is good here <laughs> like i probably wouldn't have used the rocket launcher as much if i wasn't constantly running out of shotgun ammo like i felt so comfortable with the shotgun that if ammo wasn't an issue i probably would have used that more than i should have <laughs> and so i think like, sometimes it's good for a game to just be like, no, I'm going to take this thing away just for a little bit, mm -hmm. now try this. Um, kind of along the lines of that, like, personally, I find a weapon, like, in all the Souls games, I find the weapon, like, the way I look at that is like, oh, I found my weapon, yeah. and then I just use it. And, and I make, yeah. I'm, I keep trying until I kill a thing with that weapon, you know, mm -hmm. like... I, like, make myself change until hmm. it works, you know? Yeah. And, like, I just don't often switch up weapons. Mm. In Dark Souls 3, I switched between fast weapons a few times and now I'm like okay I'll use the chaos blade here and the dancing swords here hmm. and that's it but like I yeah games like that like I don't know that I would change or I think about back to destiny like they kind of have like it's not artificial but it's like you've got to use the different damage types against different enemies I feel like you pretty much have to you yeah. have to yeah. oh you have to but like yeah, games like Doom or whatever, like, I'd find the gun I like and use it, you know. So it, running out of ammo or something like that, like, makes you change your mind. I think that's a good counterpoint, though, too, in its own way, because, you know, you're playing the game how you want to play, and maybe it's not correct for the game to come along and be like, nope, you can't use this thing that you're yeah. having fun with anymore. That's the, I don't so want I can, it to can, force me to not play how I want to play. Yeah, but... but Which makes balancing some, the game way harder. Sometimes I think it's <laughs> cool, like, you might enjoy something... And you may only enjoy it because you experienced it because the game forced you to, right? Like, yeah. So you could have those moments. So I, I see both. I agree with you, Ben, kind of, on that so. sense. I do like when the game makes me do that. I yeah. totally, totally get how people don't like that, though. Yeah. It makes total sense to me. That's just what kind of person you are, I guess. It's weird, man. It's weird for a demo to be used like this. That's how demos should be used. It's, like like, it's, it's basically like used as a focus test. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not even, like, balancing things, but, like, things beyond that. It's just like, hey, you don't like this? We'll change it. I sort of that's like that that's crazy. the world we're in now. It seems yeah. more and more that that sort of thing is happening because, like, why else are you doing this? Like, yeah. you know? Like, why put this out? Just, I mean, yeah, to get hype going, but, like, learn. Yeah. Change things. Like, they, if they didn't change Destiny, you know, we wouldn't have even brought it up tonight mm -hmm. at all. Like, Maybe, it would have been that dead. Yeah. Taking King, get that yeah. perfect example. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Maybe this isn't a fair thing to say, but... I kind of got the sense with uh, episode Do Sky or however you say it, with Final Fantasy fifteen, like when they when they got the feedback from players, I sort of got the sense that it was like, All right, you guys want this, so we'll we'll go after that direction. Where it was like they the game was still kind of in a malleable state. Mm -hmm. And what I like about the Neo changes and how they're their positioning and the demo itself. That demo was so long. There was so much in it, like two full areas. Like it took me hours and hours and hours to get through. Um, what I like about that approach is Neo already feels like it's in a really, really good spot where they have that vision and they know what it is, yeah. and now they're just refining it. To me, that that feels a lot different, and mm -hmm. it's it's a lot more 
exciting. I don't know. It's well, about discipline. Like if you if you yeah if you know your vision and you're doing it, you can improve on it by taking feedback and mm-hmm. you know positive criticism. I think that's an important thing. Uh, ben, I also think because the Final Fantasy demo was so much further away from the release date of when it's actually coming out. Do we? I actually don't know. Do we know when Neo is coming out? I think it's coming out this year. Okay. I think it is. That's a good point, Brad. Oh, dude. Yeah, you you could be right. Where it's just we're seeing like it they're in they're further yeah. along. I feel like on a part. I mean, obviously, fifteen day was a nightmare for them. They didn't know what the hell they're doing with that game. So Kyle Bossman, I have a question for you. Yeah, uh, you were somebody that didn't play any Souls games at all. Right. Played Bloodborne, loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, still were adamant about not playing Dark Souls three. Played Dark Souls three, loved it. Yeah. Do you think you're in for Neo? Yeah, man. Uh, if I didn't get Dark Souls three, I would have downloaded the demo. But they just overlapped. I got like mm. the game that I night. Got you. Yeah, that's yeah, why I, I didn't you. play it that yeah. much. Kyle, um, what weapon did you use most in Bloodborne? The Tonitrus. Awesome <laughs> weapon. Such a cool pick. Yeah. What What is what? appealing to you about oh. Neo? What is appealing about Neo in particular? Um, there is much to learn from Dark Souls. Uh, beyond like it's hard and absolutely. I think there's a lot that can be applied other places and. Neo, um, did you have Brandon Jones ever talk about Neo? The no. way he sings about Neo, I love it. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, he's obsessed. He randomly. loves yeah. Neo. I never thought he would even try it. Was this? Yeah. Did he bring this up in the Easy A podcast? No, he just brings it up in person. Oh mm-hmm. my God, we gotta get him. We in get here. him yeah, yeah, right yeah, here, right now. We should pull him in. Yeah, we're uh, at his house right now. <laughs> we are at his house. Like um, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, the way he talks about it just feels more grounded to him. He feels like there's, there, it's more real environments, like things that should exist, mm-hmm. places that should exist, and that he's fighting against things that would also exist in this world, sure. uh, as opposed to a Souls game. He feels like everything just exists more, and to me that's very appealing. I cool. get that. I 100% get that. Oh my gosh. I I want to just get the Brandon Jones passion right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> he loves it. He loves Neo. Something to keep in mind for the next episode. Uh it's that time of the podcast again where we read user emails. Ooh, and nice. uh, I'm emails are sometimes hit and miss. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I just look forward to this segment. No, I, I'm just very picky when it comes to emails. I want I want zingers. I want something that's going to incite some some really cool conversations. I, I the reason I brought this up is I was really impressed with uh, this week's Oh, okay. Oh, awesome. Uh, I thought you were about to give us some stickers. No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm like, not slamming. This week, I was like, really, really impressed. This that's, why, uh, that's why I brought it up. So our first email comes in from Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Matt. He says, so, howdy, hey, Ben and friends. This is uh, Matthew from Glasgow, ben Scotland. Ben and friends. Scotland. Ooh, I love this. Scotland. Yeah. Ben and friends. No, this guy. That's a show right there. I like this guy. Um, he, Matthew says, there are countless games that feature superfluous and unnecessary multiplayer components. Examples being Spec Ops The Line and Tomb Raider that both miss the point of their single-player counterparts. What single-player games do you think could genuinely benefit from the implementation of multiplayer functionality? He says, I would love to play Gwent Online uh, in The Witcher 3 or play most Bioware games co-op. Are there any single-player games you think would benefit? Got one straight away. Hit me, Hubert. Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge. What would you want to do in hmm. Mirror's Edge multiplayer? Like race and climb, make it super fun and easygoing. Racing and climbing each other, like against each other. I like it. Like not ghosts, right? Like we're in that world together. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Like race, capturing the flag or something. Mm-hmm. You like have to race up and like mm-hmm. grab the flag. Yeah. Be fun. 
This is a creativity one, Ben. Give me a sec. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm, really I'm struggling to think, right to think of something as well. <laughs> uh, I have one. Um, okay. Pikmin 3. Uh, oh, good one. You're moving between three different characters. Mm-hmm. If you just have a buddy that you're playing Pikmin with, I think it'd be so fun. Like, you, you would need to be screens. It needs to be online co-op, I guess. Or I guess somebody can be, hold the Wii U gamepad. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that that's a game. Like, it, it's a weird, like, strategy game. But that'd be fun with a buddy. That'd be yeah. totally fun. And be like, hey, man, do you have any reds you can spare? It's like, yeah, I got some, but they're dying over here. <laughs> uh, and just like, oh, I got a bulb lord over here. Oh, good. okay, we're all coming. We're bringing all the troops. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it would add so much to the strategy, too. Like, just having to coordinate those resources together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dying over here. <laughs> That's a good... Oh, you guys are crushing it. I feel like my answer's bad. Brad, do you have something? I don't think it's a really good answer, but something I always liked is in, like, uh, Final Fantasy ninety even how it just had, like, that extra co-op. Yeah. So, like, someone could play with you. Like, I necessarily don't need, like, a huge thing, but just something a little cool like that, I guess. So you can play an RPG with, like, a friend or something like that. I had some really good memories yeah. doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> mine, I don't know if it would work, but I, I kind of think Asura's Wrath would be cool <laughs> because I would love... So I think Asura's Wrath just, like, crushes the QTEs, and I would love, like, co-op QTEs where you and a buddy are doing something crazy. Like, you're punching a hole through a planet, and you have to alternate and just, like, all right, you got to hit this one, and now you got to hit this one. And yeah. just that, hmm. that moment. Or, like, then you have dual QTEs where, like, you both have to press it at the same time. And just, this Asura's Wrath is just such a fun, silly, crazy game mm-hmm. that experiencing that on a couch with a friend and they get to participate, I think it would be cool. That is cool, man. Like, uh, playing Guitar Hero co-op, when, yeah. like, the first time they allowed you to do that... It felt so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, quick idea. I yeah. know, like, multiplayer in, like, an action game, like, how Bayonetta 2 kind of did it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't great, though, from what I remember. Yeah. Oh, the weird co-op Like, what if mode? you could play, like, through a whole game like that with a friend? That could be kind of cool. Yeah, and maybe they could do something with Witch Time. Yeah, where, if, like, like, you guys could link combos together yeah. or something like that, that'd be pretty sweet, maybe. Ian. I think, I think a game where it was, like, a secret... Or like like an eco or like a Shadow of the Colossus sort of style, hmm. like a puzzle game where like you have this other person with you the whole time, and it's not really ever discussed. But either in like some kind of new game plus, or like just if you pick up the other controller, you can just play the other person, and like the puzzles like change to be for two people. Or like like I think it'd be cool to play through a game single player, and then like the second time through, you can play it all through two player. Or, like, see the other perspective. Sort of like a Resident Evil, but, like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking of, like, a crazy puzzle game where, like, oh, New Game Plus, you can play through the whole game again. The puzzles are different because you have to do it with two people. Cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the 999, the, the, the Zero Escape series. Yeah. Um, they're, so you're, like, trying to get out of these, these escape rooms and these life or death situations, and, like, sometimes you split up and other people are doing that as well. And... There are times that you play both sides, but I, I think it would work in that series right Yeah. Our next email comes in from Steven. He says, Dear Allies, I'm probably your only Maltese fan, so greetings from Malta. Wow. Hey. Greetings, Steven. He says, First of all, great work. Um, I never watched any preview. Oh, the, all right. He praises us. Thank you so much. I'm Thank not, you. It's, Thanks, Steve. It's, uh, it's lengthy. I don't Read the it. praise. All right. Maltese Feed the ball. ego. <laughs> First of all, great work. You managed to capture my interest a few minutes into the EZA podcast. I never watched any previous GT videos, and the moment I finished the first podcast, I felt welcome and familiar with the Alice instantly. As a thank you, I proudly wear my EZA shirt. Nice. Ah. Very cool. Anyways, my question is, 
What company or franchise would you choose to make a multi-character type game, whether it's a Smash Bros. type game or a kart racing game? Example, Sega All-Stars Racing. Or a fighting game. Okay. What characters would be included? I'd go for a kart racing game on PS4 with all the different Sony characters. We all want to oh, see Nathan okay. Drake on a kart. So, just a bunch of different characters. They, they, have to have, they have to be under some umbrella, but a bunch mm-hmm. of different characters interacting in some sort of game. I want... Souls characters fighting in a Marvel vs. Capcom fighting Whoa. game. That's a cool idea. Cool <laughs> idea. That's a way cool idea. A 2D fighter? Yeah. Would you take damage really fast? I feel uh, like they'd have to. I feel like they'd, you'd have to be able to kill the guy in like three seconds. I don't know if I necessarily want chugging, like chugging Est- Estus in it. Maybe for like a special or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would want it like more at the pace of like a Marvel vs. Capcom, I guess. Okay. But, I don't know. It'd be like everybody is Phoenix. Yeah, okay. I know what you're saying on that. Well, that'd be cool. Like, you have Law Trek. Yeah. And you got, like, Bloodborne characters, something like that. Yeah. You're pretty awesome. It would be cool. Eileen the Crow. Yeah. Heber, I feel like you've got something. No, I don't. You don't. Okay. Thinking. This is a tricky one, Ben. I've got the yeah. kind of game I want, but I haven't figured out what franchise I Let want. Let us help. Well, I want to be. I want to do, like, a Suikoden or a Pokemon style where you have to, like, collect all the, the people. But, like, what would be good? And I keep looking at Disney Infinity over there, and it's, like, bothering me that I'm like, oh, the Pixar. Or, like, I don't know, like, something like in a Castlevania, you're in Castlevania, and you're Dracula, and you're trying to populate the new castle. And so you're going around getting all these monstrosities to come and live in your castle. Yeah, that's a way cool idea. That's cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. So it's like Deception meets Pokemon meets Suikoden meets Castlevania. And maybe you can like lay out the castle too. I don't know. I'm getting into it now. But Mm -hmm. like, that'd be kind of fun. Like, you you could capture all these animals and like put them in your like zoo. Because that's what it is. It's like crazy ass zoo. I feel like my answer is kind of bullshit, but I like it anyway. Because um, it's not a, it's not a very wide umbrella. But I really love the Parappa the Rapper characters and the Um Jammer Lammy <laughs> characters and that that whole universe. Um, I would love almost like a Paper Mario esque RPG with those characters, where they sort of incorporated the rhythm into the combat. Because I love that world, <laughs> and I think an RPG would be like a little bit slower oh and a little bit longer than God. just a rhythm game. <laughs> that would be that would be really cool to me. <laughs> I love that idea, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's such a good idea. Like, you have to time your attacks, and I don't know. Oh, and just, like, acquiring party members? Yep. And it's like, you got got Sansan. Oh, my God. Yep. That's a cool idea. Oh, my God. We should make that game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would would want... This is is from the mind of Kojima. I would want a... uh, (laughs) First person horror Metal Gear. Ooh. What? Yeah. Wait, it's gotta be multiple characters though. So what are you pulling into this first person Metal Gear? <sighs> like from all the different Metal Gear Solid games? Yeah, all of them. Like a horror game where you are Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. And it's presented like um Undead Nightmare. Where oh, Solid okay. Snake like sits in a chair and like opens up a book. Ah, and then he, it, like, the game is, like, PT, first-person horror style. Where I did he's, like, this. He's, like, reliving yeah. all of these battles in, like, weird, horrific ways. Because he's, like, it's, like, old snake. 
This is like his retirement. Yeah. He's like reading that book. And he just like interprets all of these old battles differently in like a horror way. It's like all of, all of Metal Gear. Yeah. Like scary. Really good and he's just that's super cool, tormented <laughs> by yeah. everything that's happened. And, well, he's yeah. like, and it could be like a commentary on like guilt. <laughs> yeah. Too. Like he feels guilty yeah. for all these things. Oh my God. That's fun. That's, that's a cool. really good that's idea. That's cool. <laughs> wow. Kyle, we're back to you. Mm. If you feel too on the spot, we can move on. It's a, it's a, uh, um, okay, so it's gonna be like a Power Stone. Oh yeah, uh, starring the Rugrats. Oh (laughs) my god, yeah, dude, yeah, that's so good. (laughs) So uh, would they they be like the the baby Rugrats? Yeah, the the baby Rugrats, not the all grown up. Yeah, yeah, Rugrats. And they just be beating up on each other. Chucky and Tommy just duking it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the new Power Stone? It's amazing. The like Kickstarter one. Yeah, I can see that. This looks okay. Yeah, Yeah. looks cool. I want to stream that. Our next email comes in from he. He just wanted to be referred to as Diablo God. So hello, Diablo God. I picked this specifically for uh, Huber and Brad. How do you guys feel about Diddy Kong Racing? Would you like to see the return of a kart racer with a Mario 64-like open-world hub? I personally think it's the best kart racer ever made. The world felt amazing. It had progression and a ton of little secrets slash collectibles tucked away in the nooks and crannies. Plus, boss fights. The boss fights were bananas. see what you did there. Oh, bananas. It's so much more compelling than any Mario Kart slash Mario Kart clone I've ever played. I don't know if I agree with that. How does the panel feel? I got a recommendation for Diablo God. Yeah. Crash Team Racing. Yeah. Mm. I think you gotta yeah. I think you gotta at least look at it. Mm-hmm. Also, Sonic and I don't I've, I've never played Diddy Kong Racing. So but he says Sonic in his and, email he hasn't played that, but he acknowledges it. Sonic yeah. Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed, legit good kart racing game. Oh, like great. ridiculous. Yeah. And the, the level transformations are bonkers. Uh Kyle, why did you suggest Crash Team Racing? Oh, it has many of those things that uh Diablo God loves is the hub world, mm-hmm. which is great. The boss fights, the progression. Cool. You put the word progression in there, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think there's tons you could do with a game in the future with an overworld, with mm-hmm. karting. Uh, Mario Kart 8, I still believe, is the best-looking Wii U game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the worlds in that game I honestly just want to hang out in. But you can't. That's the thing. That's yeah. why I always love Diddy Kong Racing, because yeah. there's this like intimacy and this connection to it. Whereas Mario Kart, you're just like... Blazing by and everything is just window dressing, kind of. Yeah, that's the vibe. Skyboxes. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because there's like the toads on the side of the road are actually huge. They're yeah. like weirdly mm-hmm. disproportionate. Yeah. Just to be so they register oh, as you're driving so you're by. Like, oh, and the, the secrets. Top. Yeah. All oh, the secrets in Diddy Kong Racing are so cool too. Yeah, it feels like a 3D platformer world kind of laid out. How you collect? I forget we collect open doors, I, but kind of like how you do like Mario, like to open star doors or something like that. Diddy Kong Racing is a, one of those games that I feel like I haven't played since childhood. Mm-hmm. So when you're like, do you remember what you collect? It's like, mm-hmm. I feel, I just got Balloons? sad. Why? I feel like secrets are just doom. No, 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 come on. Doom and Dark Souls doom, 3. Yeah, yeah but, what? But like everything. Dark Souls 3 had like three huge like hour long areas but, that you didn't have to find. That's a I secret. Know, but like, they're like the, uh, I guess. All right. You're right. You're wrong. <laughs> You're right. And like Arkham, Arkham hid those secrets for like over a year, those Easter eggs. Yeah. Those I just feel like stuff. everything is super discovered and saturated like right when a game comes oh, out. Oh, the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Like, it's like, like the game's fault. It's yes, the fault. Yes. Yeah. Like, like I keep waiting for Witness because like there are a few things in Witness where I was like, why did that puzzle make that sound? Yeah. It makes the same sound as that thing. What's up with that? Like I, I'm still waiting for people to be like, we figured it out. It's this. Like, you know? Could a Psycho Mantis moment ever even happen again? 
I think it could. Or like PT even, like that person. But, 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 so P, fast. but PT happened. PT yeah. happened. PT happened. It, like yeah. PT was pretty incredible. Yeah. It did Kojima. happen fast. So yeah. save us Kojima. Is there yeah. Yeah. Save us Kojima. I mean, um, it just needs to be like new <laughs> new levels of meta where it's just like not immediately apparent. You yeah. Know? Like a secret language, like Fez or whatever, or like yeah, yeah PT, where it's just like you just shadow drop something that doesn't even seem that cool at mm-hmm. first, and then like. A week later, two people finally figure it out, and then everyone spazzes. Like, yeah, it's just gotta be weird. Um, our our next stuff. email comes in from Matthew, and this one's a heavy hitter, so oh, I want no. you guys to prepare for that. Is there a second Matthew? Yep, two Matthews. Okay. Uh, well, so I'm saying Matthew. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It's M A T H I E U. Okay. Matthew. So, Ma- it's it- Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> he says, "Hi, allies. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm." Legitimately sorry if I mispronounced your name. He said, with some of you settling down and marrying, children are often a next logical step. I'm a game developer and an avid gamer. Three years ago, I became a father and now have two wonderful daughters. I still game regularly, usually when the wife and kids are in bed. But I have noticed my game time has been reduced severely. I now stay away from MMOs and 100-plus hour RPGs, which used to take up a lot of my time, and focus on games that are shorter. Uncharted, Firewatch, Life is Strange, instead of Fallout, Overwatch, etc. Are you in the allies planning on having kids and or concerned about the effect kids may have on your work your game time and on easy allies whoa that's a heavy that's a question heavy one. Uh, yeah. i was going to propose like a couple months ago and then game shows were, were not a business it makes me so uncomfortable how open you are about that <laughs> yeah. she's gonna find out the allies what a horrible thing for her to she, find out she doesn't watch the podcasts. oh my god dude the one day she watches she my reviews and my shows Please no one share that. Please with, don't oh, spoil it. She's off social media. Oh, you're a psycho, yeah. dude. It makes me yeah. so mad that you, you're so open yeah. about that. Just well, do it. Well, no, because she, like, we went ring shopping. Like, that's uh-huh. what you do. Like, okay. it's not a secret. Like, right. you talk about this. Sure. You don't just, like, you don't spring completely it on out of nowhere. At a stadium. Mary May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about it. But kids are, kids are so, like, far away from me. I'm not even, not even on my... Yeah. Not even on my not brain. Yet. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Is yeah. Like kings are kids are not kings. Kings are always on my mind. Uh, kids are like not even a possibility. Right not now. even a possibility. Well, the weird thing is like I would love to have kids. Sure. Uh, and like I don't really worry about them cutting into my ability to play video games because I don't know. But like I do worry about like kids cutting into my ability to like make a TV show or make a movie or something like that. You know, like. Oh, to, like, deep dive into a career. Yeah. yeah. Like, career, I worry about. Sure. Like, I Yeah, I mean, I, I'm more, like, not judicious, but, like, I, I you may have noticed, I don't like as many games as everybody else at this panel, you know? So, like, yeah, I think I already play the games I'm going to play, and I don't know that that would have changed too much. But, like, yeah. Also, I'm, you know, forever alone. But, like, uh, also, I just think, like, it's a little weird because, like, like, I'm 31. Like... A previous generation, I would have like a house and kids and a, like mm-hmm. you know. I bet we have a lot of listeners who are thirty-one and no, have yeah. a house. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on where you live in the country too. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying, like the times they have a changed, you know, like the 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 promise of. I mean, this is not not meant to be political, but like, we ain't baby boomers. Like the promise of oh, just go to college, get a job, have kids, have a house. That's your life. Like that isn't the way no. it works anymore. Go to college, be in debt. Yeah, never really get <laughs> yeah. out. Like, yeah. kind of just never get out of it. Rent a house for your entire life. Yeah. Never own anything. Maybe yeah. have kids. You can't afford them. Yeah, especially if you live in L.A. Yeah. And then like, like that's the thing I think about. Like, 
to have to be able to afford kids right now, the amount like the amount There's of no money, money I'd have to make is like I'm like, There's no. How, how would you even? How would you even? And like yeah. I've got friends with kids, and I'm just like, how are you doing this? Because I don't spend yeah. money on anything. Like I don't yeah. drink. I eat out a lot. That's my real problem. But like, and I'm like still worried about money. You know, it's just like, how yeah. do you afford kids? Oh my god. I will uh, say one thing. Sorry, bro. No, no, go ahead. Uh, so I have a, a, a nephew and niece. Uh, the niece is like becoming like a, a kid's age. You know, moving out of toddlerhood, becoming a, a kid. Yeah. I'm terrified she won't like video games. <laughs> Why? I'm so scared. Why does it scare you? Something I want to share so badly sure. with her, and something I want like a new generation to like, and I'm not sure it's happening. I asked my sister like, "What toys does she like?" And she says she likes nature. And oh I was my God, heartbroken. This kid is the best. Nature. I know. I was this is the best kid. Do not destroy the She's child. She's so cool. She She's loves out. nature. She made it. She loves She's like out. digging in dirt. She loves bugs, and it's just oh like, oh my god, that's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like when really you don't really destroy this child, <laughs> I know. don't introduce her to Minecraft. Yeah. It'll destroy her life. I know. Would you say she's like three or something like that? Uh, she's four. Okay, I mean that. I think like that's what four-year-olds are like super into at that time now. You know? Yeah. No, I loved video games when I was four. Yeah, I mean I love video games a... too, but I also loved doing that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. There's good a balance. balance. Yeah, you have to balance. teach your kid video games as if it's just the normal, not a hobby, not anything. It's like, all right, uh, just play, you know, Mario sixty-four. Like play that. Just play it. Go like, I yeah. disagree with like this. it's food. Like it's food. No, oh like, like I disagree with this talent. Like, okay. Treat them, teach them that it's a hobby and that's super low stakes, and then they'll always just have fun with it. Uh, it doesn't have to be this big crazy thing where everyone hates each other all the time. Sorry, Brad. Go ahead. I just want to go back to the point about like not having enough time to play yeah. games. Oh yeah, right. I think at the point you will just have to be much more selective what you play. Yeah, absolutely. Like even some of us have to be that now because like me and mike we were just talking about like there's way too many games now we can't yeah. play everything and video games are our job yeah yeah like even valkyria chronicle valkyria chronicle sounds really cool to me or like xcom 2 i haven't played yet and i'm just like realistically i'm probably just not ever going to yeah, yeah. i think there's, there's be... just too much other stuff i gotta do what, like so even a good. little doom review takes so long yeah. and i was so envious of movie reviewers when i was it's writing a normal that size doom review. i was just like you know movie reviews they go two-hour movie they're done it's like doom man you gotta like beat the game beat it on the other modes play multiplayer yeah like doom is a short video game by video game standards and right it's but when you have to revalue the whole package so mm-hmm. like so many hours games are so huge they're so long the, the <laughs> thing that i worry about when it comes with kids is I, I don't know what my life is gonna look like by the time i have kids but uh you know, my right now, that's my job. That's my work. Like, I am surrounded by it to an extreme degree. And I, I wouldn't Sorry. want it to, like... I wouldn't want the kid to think that, like, oh, you know, my dad is doing this as a career, so I don't have to pay attention to school or other things. Or, like, I wouldn't right. want them to, like, be imbalanced immediately. Oh, you're a bad role model. Yeah, 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 yeah. Games for you. Right, like, because <laughs> there are going to be moments where it's yeah. like, well, I have to, like, let's say I have to review this thing... And my kids just watch me play games. Like, what kind of message does and that send? And also, like, with, with Easy Allies, too, like, like today, we shot four hours worth of D&D, which took about six, seven hours. Yeah. And then we shot this for three hours. Like, our entire Saturday was talking about or playing games. Yeah. And, like, you gotta, if you have responsibilities, like, <laughs> yeah, dude. oh, boy, like, if we had, like, if we all had, like, daughters that we just had to, like, look after during that, like, that'd be a nightmare. That'd be nuts. Oh, man. Heavy, man. You know? Heavy like, question. If you're a single parent, like, let's say you have a daughter and then your wife dies. Yeah. 
And then you have to play five hours of D&D for easy allies. How? I think we're, we're cool enough yeah. that if you're like, hey, I need some time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no yeah. yeah. Well, obviously. But I mean, like, you know, a year later. I see like, what you're saying. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, maybe Brandon could watch her. I don't know. But like, you know, it's like, Uncle it's Jones? intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle, Uncle Jones. Jones. Uncle Jones. Jones! <laughs> yes. Uh, our last question for this edition of Frame Shop is another heavy hitter. Oh, oh sorry, man. Get serious. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the subject line is emotional games. Who's it by? By Philip. Okay. He says, hey guys, recently I found that the games that really stick with me and I recall fondly are games that had a serious emotional impact on me while playing. These emotions usually come about during the game's plot. I'm talking about audible laughter, real anger directed toward characters, and full-on tears. Games like Earthbound, Mother 3, and Persona 3 and 4 are really big ones for me. So I was wondering, what are some games that have affected you emotionally while playing? And not just like a little chuckle, like what are the games that really brought it out of you? Man. I can name some. Hit okay, me, Brad. Brad's ready. Persona 4, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yeah, God, yes. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy 7. These are all perfect. I think they just keep going on, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Red Dead. Sure. Last of Us. Yep. Batman. Deus Ex. Resident Evil. What was it about Deus Ex that made you uh, super emotional in one way or another? The stakes. Game is high stakes. Game is like... A cautionary tale. (laughs) Just be careful, world humans. (laughs) You know? It's like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, it's that game's high stakes. Uh, the one that always sticks out for me the most is uh, Final Fantasy IX. There are moments in the mm. game that, like, to this day, that that really chew me up inside. Uh, Kyle, yeah, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think honestly first of one that's I think hilarious. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, freeze. that's the hardest one. <laughs> yeah, a, a game where I can say, you know what, that writing is actually like it stands up comedically. Because, like, jokey games fall flat with me, big time. Do yeah. you like yeah. Psychonauts? Because I think, or at least when I played it, I thought Psychonauts was was f- legitimately funny. I've not played Psychonauts. Okay. I'd be curious to see what you think of it. Me too. Yeah, I'm nervous, Ben, that I would not like it. Yeah. Because um, to me, that's, like, another, like, I don't know, you know, it's just, like... That's why I stayed away from it, but it was presented better than I thought it was going to be. Sure. Oh, what? Nino Cooney. Yeah, sure. I avoided. I gave that yeah. one a wide berth because, like, my mom had died right before that came out. I think, and like, I was just like, not that. doing oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah the, oh. that's why, dude. I've, I like, I'm not a big cry. I'll just get into mine. I'm not a crier. Like, I don't cry during stuff ever. Really, uh, I do more now than I, you know, since 2012 than I had had ever before. But like, dude, I cried like four times during Guardians of the Galaxy for that reason. But, like, the only game that I can remember ever making me, like, tear up, I think, was Sue Coden 1 and 2. Like, there are character deaths in that where I was like, oh, man. And then, yeah, I was trying to think of games that... Recently, a game made me laugh, but I can't remember what it was. Um, Talos Principle makes me... Do Metal Gear Solid right there? Oh. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. Tears Dude, Metal Gear Solid 3. Tears are really, time. really Tears intense. Tears are uh, Every Metal Gear Solid for me. <laughs> the ta- Talos Prin- it's a different kind of emotion than like that, but like a really powerful emotion where I just felt really like, I don't know, proud of myself was like coming up with a, a few times in Talos Principle and a little bit in The Witness, but like where you're just like, yeah, 
I kicked that puzzle's ass. I'm smart. <laughs> like, I did it. Yeah. Like, I woo, you know? That kind of, like, kind of thing. Uh, a game that I remember just hating on a on a fundamental level that, like, I, I it got to the point where I was just... Like, there are games I don't like, and there are games that I will review poorly or won't finish because they're boring or for whatever reason... But a game that I saw all the way through the end, and I was like, I actually wish I could wipe its existence off the face of the earth. I like I don't say knack. No, not okay. Knack <laughs> is not. I feel like to hate something this much, the game has to have some kind of like quality to no, it. No, it's no uh, Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, is no. a game that just like. Nope, I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like there were moments in that game where I thought, how could anybody approve this? Right, like, this is just this is like. Not offensive in the terms of like, oh, what you're saying is offending my political sensibilities. Not that. It's just like this is this is offensive that you're charging sixty dollars. This like like it's yeah. garbage. Yeah. Damn. You pick up a piece of poo in the game early. Yeah. And they're basically saying like. This but is that's the funny to them. That's that's <laughs> yeah. the level the game was at. You know. Uh, did you did you think of a funny game, Kyle? I couldn't do it. Okay. I couldn't think of like. Probably like Borderlands 2. The Simpsons Some, arcade game? Something that holds up. It's not funny. The, it's very no? cool. Okay. That game is very cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I look at home. The way I, that, I like, love I love funny movies, and, like, the way that I love drama in movies, those don't appear in video games very frequently. And that's pretty that's interesting. I, maybe it's because the performances aren't there yet. Right. Uh, you know, it's Uncharted can be funny. Well, Uncharted I think it's, like, I think it's subject matter like too. Chuckle funny though. Uh, not like, I got uh, a very good funny game. Yeah, what's that? South Park: The Stick of Truth. Sure. If you have not played that, yeah. and you're a fan of that show. I get that. Yeah. Real fun. Nice. That's, uh, that, that's like the thing that it's like it's tr- it's meant to be funny. Yeah, like, but it's still funny. To me, where I really like lose it is where I'm like, I did not see that coming. That was hilarious. Also, yeah, Shadow of Colossus like. I'm haunted by it to this day. Yeah, I tried ending. to re- I tried to replay and like Silent Hill too. But like I tried to replace Shadow of the Colossus when the HD came out. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. Couldn't bring myself emotional. Oh, no, I couldn't bring my because I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't bring myself yeah, to, a, to do it. It's a very special game. I hear, oh. Yeah, that's like really hard to replay through. That for game that is purpose. phenomenal. That's cool. I feel guilty to this day. Kyle, have you ever played the PSP game Work Time Fun? No. I think. Work, I want to work time fun. Work time fun. Okay. Uh, it is a very. I want you to play it. I would want to see if you'd, you'd think it's funny. It's okay. A very weird game. Wow. Um, yeah. When we were playing, uh, who's your daddy? We laughed a lot. Yes. But that's more like having fun with your friends and laughing. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's extremely different. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. Mm. I can't stand by that game. I would not tell anyone to buy that one. Oh, I mean, it's like two dollars. So like, whatever. But like. Yeah. Also, apparently there's some really cool like Gary's Mod stuff where it's like one person is the spy and you have to figure it out. And I think we should play games like that sometimes, or like Spy Party. You I think know? those would make for really fun stream games. Like I Gary's think, yeah, Mod. Would that's be what a I'm saying. Like to stream, we should group. Stream. We should play that's something I mean. like that. Problem is, y'all need your own computer. Guys, this was a very thoughtful, very elegant, very emotional, very humorous episode of Fam Chat. Thank you. How long was this? Panel? I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Felt natural. Uh, yeah. We go until we're ready to stop. Yeah, baby. Uh, thank you all so much for being on the podcast, and a special huge thank you to Brandon Jones. He gave us the space for the entire day to shoot D&D and then a super long podcast. So yeah. he's a hero. Thank you so much, Brandon Jones. Uncle Jones. Uncle, Uncle Jones. Jones. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, and that's going to do it for us. If you want more Easy Allies, more of our beautiful faces, you can go to patreon.com slash easy allies, youtube.com slash easy allies, and twitch.tv slash easy allies. And we will see you on the next. Thank you.